And the dragon was like, oh, what the hell are you doing? And I just bolted. And I was like, I'm sure he's going to take off and fry me. But he never did. Um, so that was pretty cool. Hello and welcome to the bottom of the internet. This is another dead pixel. The podcast that doesn't know it's a podcast. My name is Nick Vera, and I am your host. Um, here with me today is my good friend, um, the final contestant of Who Wants to Be a Millionaire. It's Joe. Joe, how you doing today? Doing all right. Uh, one thing they don't tell you is uh, even if you quit out before the, the final round, uh, they still keep the money. I thought, I thought that was the point, that if you quit out, they keep the rest of the money. You get to keep up to a certain bit, and then you're like, you know, if you, if you do chicken shit like I was, and I bailed, then you're, you, know, you think you're going to keep that shit. No, it's... Oh, they don't let you keep any of the money. Nope. Fine print, man. Fine print. Uh-huh. It's like Jeopardy. When you lose, when you're in the negatives, you owe them. Oh, gosh. That's crazy. Is that real? Are you serious? No, no, it's all bullshit. Oh my gosh. <laughs> That's off a of Simpsons bit, man. Uh, oh. Marge is on there and then Alex Trebek is in the back uh, and with like two thugs and one of them, like, she's like, you know, with a club beating like their hand, be like, you know, like you read the final print, right? And yeah. Man, the Simpsons. I just. I, Remember when they were good? I, every time I hear some people talk about the Simpsons, I'm like, that sounds so funny. Like I had a roommate in college who was, he was like, man, the Simpsons. And he was telling me this stuff. And I'm like, man, that's so funny. And then I went and watched the clip he was talking about. And I was like, this is not funny. It just, so much of it just doesn't translate to me. I don't know. I don't know what it is. I don't know what it is, but I'm just not a Simpsons person. I'm sorry. Which is really weird. Cause you know, you're King of the Hill guy. So yeah, King I of mean. the Hill is, I don't know. It's, it's, it, yeah, it do, that doesn't make sense in some way, but it it is also like King of the Hill doesn't really. I feel like King of the Hill's not always trying to make you laugh, and I feel like The Simpsons are always trying to make you laugh, and sometimes that works for some people and some comedies, and sometimes it it doesn't. That's just what I think. A hand, a handful of years ago, I I decided to give Simpsons a shot again because I hadn't watched them for a long time. So yeah, I, uh, during lunch, uh, like it was Mondays or something like that. I, well, overseas in Japan, I would just watch an episode, watch the newest episode with my lunch, and I legitimately was just like disappointed. I w- and then I saw their Halloween episode. I'm like, oh, these ones are usually pretty good, and it ended with like happy endings, and not like happy ending with a twist, you know, like you know the killer in the corner or something. No, it was legitimately like everything's hunky-dory and i'm like what the hell is this you know i'm like i I legitimately got angry i'm like this is this is all garbage and then i think uh what was it It as after hours uh cracked uh, you know the yeah so cracked uh, articles and stuff they had the tv show on youtube called after hours and they do this one where they break down the simpsons and uh, equate pretty much homer simpson is god and that's why whatever he wants goes his way and just he brought up all these like different things and then the very next episode i had seen of the simpsons was this hot dog episode where like 
Homer remembers a childhood restaurant his dad used to abandon him at while he went off to do whatever. And so he found that restaurant by chance and he buys it and tries to run it. And it's all this stupid stuff. And I just correlated with that after hours episode perfectly. Like, you know, things that should kill him. He magically escapes and this and that. And I'm just like, all their stuff they had was on point. And I, I really wish they continued with after hours. But how, how I, after, after show, so many years, you run out of topics to talk about, I guess. How long did that show run? It ran like it ran like four or five seasons, but it also it wasn't like on our set schedule. So they take like long breaks. Yeah. And the way it was posted was really f- funky because they would post it and like it was used to be like regular, like once a month or something like that. But then it wouldn't post for like two months. And then all of a sudden it would show up, but then it would it'd be backdated on their website. And it was it was all kinds of messy. Yeah. Uh, and then they tried getting a new cast in. Uh, which seemed like it was going to be pretty good. Uh, well, I honestly didn't think it was that bad, but then I guess they just couldn't roll with the content or just times changed. And so they just kind of disappeared. I mean, that show couldn't have been very, exp- I mean, well, the writing might've been really hard, but everything else couldn't have been too expensive. I guess it depends on if that restaurant uh, would, would take. Well, like, it, it was all a set, man, because I'm, um, you know, they, they had a, they had a previous restaurant in the, like the first season. Uh, so then they, they switched to the, the diner. Yeah. I mean, like I, I should have thought that, but like, I don't know that it just seemed, it seemed like a real place, but I guess it couldn't be, it had to be a, it had have to be a set. Um, that was a good show. It did. Sometimes they talk about stuff that I know about and liked and I'll be like, I'd be like, I don't think that you guys are really right about this and it a batman secretly bad for gotham and all that stuff there's, but there's something i think what it was too is i was like i don't think that this is a very good idea of a topic and it's not being carried through yeah i could i mean i could kind of see now why they might have you know ended it because it's like eventually they you run out of stuff to write about uh and you run out of the you know how you how the show like the show's voice kind of it can only go so far so yeah you can only talk about how bad you know a certain series is and then you're like well i've exhausted this entire franchise and there's only so many franchises to go around so yeah for well, sure that and like uh, doing the same thing for like if you did like why superman is bad for metropolis why batman is bad for gotham it's like okay uh, you know how many of these are you they're kind of become cookie cutter and it it's like, well, yeah. what else do we do? How, That's um, still within Hogwarts our is frame. a terrifying place, for, you know? Yeah. Because date rape is essentially okay there. Oh, gosh. <laughs> oh, yeah, because of the potions and stuff. <laughs> yes. You can, they're, they're legitimately just trying to drug each, the, you know, drug each other. Yeah. <laughs> Remember that? Um, did you ever see the robot chicken uh, where uh, Snape, where like Hermione runs into Snape and he's like, uh, uh, Barry Whitus, Candlelightus, Girl Excitus. <laughs> No, I and never he's like saw in, that one. he's like in a i think he's in a hot tub and the the berry white music starts playing and the candle lights and then <laughs> he's like trying to seduce hermione <laughs> Dude, that's nope, a, never saw that but i could i totally see uh robot chicken doing that for sure robot chicken sucks except when it's awesome <laughs> that's <laughs> that's all i have to say to you seth green yeah. um yeah so i am in the process of moving uh, my house. Um, I have preserved everything in my background to make sure that none of the children um, are are uh, 
perturbed or disturbed by it. So those of you who are listening, just know that everything is still looks the same. Um, but yeah, I, uh, I have to be out, uh, by next Friday and I'm moving everything into a storage unit and then going to move everything from that storage unit over to the new place. And I am, uh, I've actually done pretty good because I, I got the storage unit last Sunday and I just did it online, which I was really, I was like amazed that it was that easy to do it online. But, uh, every morning I've been getting up at five and packing like a pretty good amount of stuff into the truck and taking it up because the storage unit is right near my, my work. So I can drop it off in the morning pretty quickly and then just go to work and, and, and be there. And it's, and my new apartment is close to that area too. So it's going to work out pretty well, but, um, it's been brutal getting up that early. Um, but not as bad as I really thought it was going to be. So anyway, that's been nice, but, uh, then I'm going to have a nice new apartment with another room and hopefully another, uh, a better, bigger space to podcast from. And, uh, you won't see the bed in the background. It'll be rad. I mean, if you really want to, just what you do is you take a screenshot of your background with you out of it, and then you lay that as a you know green screen you know overlay, and so you can just pretend like you've never moved. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> you can just I could just do that. Just do that. That that would be something to do, I guess. I don't know what purpose <laughs> it would serve, but it would be funny. I mean, it's like you know you have that you have that you know from the boots you know boots up type of thing. You're like you know starting out from the bedroom. You know, there's there's plenty of major uh streamers and stuff that still have the bedroom the bed in the background that's i mean you can make fun and you can have your different um waifu pillow in the background too you know new episodes new waifu yeah it's it's not yeah for real that would be, <laughs> that'd be pretty good i mean it's not that big of a deal but uh i also wanted to start um shooting from different angles within the same room and um, having different lighting set up. Really what I want um, is a bigger room so I can pull the desk away from the wall and have basically like a crawl space so I can get behind and get to my, you know, computer backsides and all that stuff without having to like reach like all the way over and nearly destroy everything every time you want to unplug something. Uh, that's so that's my main goal. But um, yeah, so... I'm excited, uh, but it's going to be exhausting to do that. But anyway, how about you, Joe? What's going on in uh, in your life? Uh, I'm playing hell trying to get my uh, my daughter's birth certificate. Uh, oh, wow. Thanks to COVID, you know, a lot of the you can normally order them online from uh, the county clerk's office, but those have been delayed. And I'm about to go on an airplane ride with her, so you know we're going do, taking family vacation, and uh, they need proof of you know ownership of your children, I guess. So <laughs> they need uh, they need some gov- government documentation. So I had to you know take a uh, take a trip out, but unfortunately, a few of the normal offices that are closer to me are closed. So I had to go exceptionally far uh, to go to a proper clerk's office in order to get the, you know, get these in. So yeah, I finally got that today. That was a waste of, well, not a waste cause I did it, but it was, it spent up most of the morning, uh, afternoon as well. So dude, any type of government documentation is just, just horrible. Um, when I was trying to get my driver's license changed over to Texas, I had to, I had to go, I had to make an appointment and I went there and there was 
one, like, like my, my, then they needed to see my rental agreement to prove that I was living in Texas. And there was like one page in it that had not been signed. And she was like, I can't take this. I need something else. And I didn't have anything else that would like, they needed a bill or something. And I just like, didn't have one on me at the time. And I had to like go away and come back again. Like, I think they, they made another appointment for me like two weeks later, but it was just like, what the fuck? This is ridiculous. But I had to, for my, uh, a special visa that I had in Korea, because I had, I was able to get a heritage visa. The, um, the office was on the exact opposite side of the, the prefecture essentially. And it took, it was something like a three hour bus ride and roughly about a 40 minute cab ride. Uh, and I had to take it and they didn't take reservations for that specific line because it was like first come first serve. So then you had to be there at like five in the morning so, or not five in the morning. I'm sorry. You had to be there like 10 in the morning, but you had to leave essentially at five or some shit just to get there really early. Oh, oh, damn. And, and I got rejected uh, four times total because they're like, you don't have all the paper. Like we called ahead. All right. We, these are the papers you need. Cool. Go there. No, these aren't the papers you need. And then they slap an extra paper. This is what you need. I'm like, okay, I leave. And then I have to schedule and make time off and stuff. Come all go do that whole trick, you know? And then they're like, no, no, these are not even the closest. You need this whole new set of papers. I'm like the dude last time said, this is what I needed. They're like, no, no, this is what you, these papers are the, what you need fine all right leave come back no no none of these papers work no no the first set of papers but also you need something else i'm like i it it was it was mind-numbing how painful that was uh and afterwards i'm like you know what it's probably not just here uh i've never had to deal with any um any of that kind of bureaucracy in the states as far as green cards or anything like that so or visas so i'm like it's probably just as bad in america than it is there in korea but it's just it was it was terrible. It was a good podcast. I just sit there and just ride the bus the entire way. And by the time I make it back, it's like, you know, my whole day is shot, but it was, yeah, it was really bad. Speaking of Korea, uh, you you reminded me of this last night. Um, I went with some friends to a Korean barbecue place and it's not like what you're thinking. It's, it's, okay. it's not like, cause I, it's not like that. No. Cause I was okay. thinking, yeah, it would be like you grill it at the table or whatever. Uh, we got there and it was like a more more like a regular restaurant, I guess. Um, you order at the counter and they bring it out to you though, and uh, um, it was. I I thought it was going to be okay, but it ended up ended up being really good. But the the thing is that it was really expensive. It was like forty dollars for me by myself. Uh, I was blown away. But I got really full and it was really delicious. Um, I got this like pork, like, I don't know, like I forget what they call it, like pork shoulder or something like that. And it was in the like braised in this like really delicious uh, sweet and sour sauce, um, potatoes and carrots over rice. It's yeah. it delicious. It, the sweet and sour sauce throws me off a little bit. They do have their own version of sweet and sour tang su yuk. Um, I, I guess I, but... I don't mean it was like, it was like, you know, branded sweet and sour, but it was a sauce that was both sweet yeah. and sour. 
Yeah, the most traditional uh, slice of pork you get would be um, samgyeopsal, which is a, it stands for three layers. So essentially, it's, you know, it's meat, fat, uh, fatty layer, meat, fatty layer, which is essentially a super thick ass bacon is what it is. Mm. Uh, and that's the most common for those barbecue places. Uh, you have um, galbi, which is always one of my favorite. It's like you take a rib and then instead of cutting it like American style, you cut it with the bone. You just cut straight through the bone uh, and then you get the little circles uh and yeah it's uh that's one of my favorite uh meats of all time it's just you know it's marinated in just delicious sugar juice essentially (laughs) um and so that's that's where we're planning on we're we're probably going to take my in-laws when we go on our trip uh and we'll probably take them somewhere like that and take them out to a few restaurants uh they've been really my mother-in-law's been super helpful with uh the birth of my um my daughter and so you know she came over and helped out a lot and then uh stuff like that so we're like yeah we really wanted to like treat them nice okay um that is that's that sounds really good that sounds like it's gonna be a lot of fun speaking of the birth of your child um i have been watching this show uh for i started watching it last year when the second season came out um but the third season just came out and it just ended uh just a just a few weeks ago it's called Servant on Apple TV. Um, so what got me about this show initially was this um, was the, 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 the trailer is uh, very um, interesting. So this is a like a horror TV show um, from M. Night Shyamalan. He directs some of the episodes and he helps write some of the episodes, but he's not like, he's not in every aspect of it, but he does direct some, some of it. Um, and the stuff he does do is, is really good. But then the other people who direct and write are also are really, really great. So what this show is about is, um, a family that lives in Philadelphia, like a upper, upper middle class, lower, um, high class or rich class of people. Uh, and it's, a it's about a, a, a father and a mother, but, uh, they've, they've just had a child, but they, but, but they lost the child. The baby died. And, uh, in the trailer, it shows them putting, so I, I told this out of order, but, but like in the trailer, it shows them putting the baby to sleep um, in its crib. And then the mother goes to bed and then the dad gets a drink of wine and comes back t- to the crib. And then he reaches down and picks up the baby by the leg and, and drags it and its head hits on the, the railing of the crib and you're like, holy crap. But then you immediately like realize that it's a doll and he's like, and he's like, uh, holding this doll, just like looking at it. And he's like kind of just drinking his sorrows away, but like he knows it's a doll, but the wife, the mother has had a psychotic break and she thinks that it's her real baby. And so the reason why it's called servant is because they, um, the mother having a psychotic break and not really being able to like grasp reality has decided that they need a nanny 
for their baby. So they get um, kind of the star of the show, I guess. She's sort of the star. Uh, I think her her name in uh, her, her her real name is Nell Tiger Free. It's kind of an interesting name, but but she comes to their house, um, and she starts taking care of the kid, uh, or of the doll, and the the like after like the mom leaves one time, the dad's like, okay, you don't have to like, you know, play around anymore. Like she's gone, and like the like this this nanny just like continues. She's just like. Like I'm fine just the way I am. And she just continues to pretend or like think that the doll, like play like the doll is real. And so the dad is like, Holy crap. Like what the heck's going on? Um, anyway, there's a, there's a lot of, uh, crazy stuff that happens through the show. It's shot really, really well. Um, it's a really, it's really nice looking show. Uh, I can't hear you, Joe. Sorry. <laughs> All right. Now can you hear me? Yep. I OBS has been acting real bad lately. Oh, I'm sorry. Uh, sorry to hear that, dude. Okay, go ahead. Can't hear you now, no. Son of a bitch. Okay. <laughs> so yeah, Ron Weasley's in this. Uh Rupert Grint. Yeah. He is he is great in this. Um it is so so one of the things about the show that like I didn't know going into it uh, that might bother some people um, is that it's it is filmed almost exclusively in or immediately around this house. So it's a it's like a it's like a house in an urban environment in Philadelphia. So it's not really like a house house. It's like a I don't know. It's almost like a condo. But it's it's really big and really nice and, and very old, but uh, but Rupert Grant is always he's the brother of the mother, and he's always coming over, um, in order to be in the episode, uh, and sometimes it's like, like why are you here right now? And he'll say like I'm, I forgot something or I'm this something, and you're kind of just like, uh, you're here because we're having a TV show. That's why. And you're, and you're an actor in this show and that's why you're here. Um, but he's, he's great in it. He's a, he's kind of a smarmy, um, smart mouth brother and him and the, and the husband collude a lot to try to figure out what's going on and try to, um, I don't know, make the situation better. But anyway, uh, season three just ended it, it's uh it's it's gone it's gone a lot of different ways um but it is it is a very good show it's very satisfying to me but i could definitely see how some people would be like uh this is it just kind of irritating but i but I, I, I i've been really enjoying it can you hear me right now Yes, I can hear you right now. I had to shut. I literally had to stop my recording and fire up OBS again. And then when I fired it up, it was automatically on the mute mic. Uh, which when I reopened it for some reason, so Dude. I unmuted it. And then luckily, I'm here. I, have, I am again. I have no idea what that's about. I mean, this is happening like on almost a every other recording basis now. I have no idea why this is happening. Is it, so I mean maybe reins like uninstalled. I've uninstalled and reinstalled OBS as well. So 
what could it be? Fun. Maybe it's something. <laughs> I don't know. This it sounds like something that it would be like hidden in your in your graphics settings or your driver settings or something buried is clicking that over that because I don't know if it would even necessarily be OBS. It might be something else, but I don't know. It's wild. Yeah. All right. Uh, yeah. So servants. Um, I don't know, man. I, I'm not in the headspace to want to watch someone have a, have a mental break about their kid, you know, them having a miscarriage. So I, uh, I'll just take your word for that. It's a good show. It's yeah. I mean, I would say that if you have a child, it's probably not really something that you want to watch because it it is like because it's it's actually not about a miscarriage. It's um it's about something else. And they wait until like the end toward the end of the first season to like tell you and show you. And it's, it's just, uh, it's, I was figuring it. I figured when the moment you talked about him drinking and going to the crib, I'm like, SIDS. Yeah. Cause if that was the case, I'm like, I, sometimes when you look at your kids sleeping and you're like, you're really still, I'm just going to poke you to make sure you wiggle. And then you do it. You're like, okay, cool. I, you wiggled. And then I'm, 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 I can go rest now yeah. <laughs> cause they lie really still. And you're like, I can't hear you. And you try to feel their breath under their nose, like I, I don't feel anything. Poke in the cheek, and then they wiggle, and you're like, "Okay, cool, I'm gonna go back to sleep now." Yeah, <laughs> that's that's good. Uh, that's that's yeah, I could see how you'd want to do that. Um, but anyway, it's uh, uh, it's it's definitely gone some some strange places, and it's uh, just really well shot. But yeah, um, probably touches a lot of nerves for for. Uh, for certain people but yeah that's pretty much what i've been watching um there's seven episodes in the third season i think that's about the same maybe a little bit more for the other seasons it's it's kind of a shorter show it's like between 30 minutes and 45 minutes it bounces around so it's a little bit easier to watch than um than say like a like a 45 uh, to an hour long uh type show but yeah anyway uh that I've been watching that and I have been watching some anime, but I know that you have been too. So, uh, tell me what anime you've been watching. All right. Uh, well, there's the one I recommended to you a while back, uh, which was, uh, ranking of Kings or Kings ranking, depending on the English, uh, place you find it at. Uh, but it's also, uh, Os uh Osama ranking. And this one is, it's a real kind of, it's, a, there's a couple gems this season and this is kind of one of them. I think it by art style alone, if you just saw screenshots, you're like, this looks terrible. Like this looks like ass, especially if you look at the manga, it's even worse. You're like, I have no clue what I'm looking at and I don't understand why it's popular. Uh, but it got greenlit for 23 episodes and they're currently dubbed. At least it's on episode 16. So, uh, this one essentially is, yeah, uh, it's like a storybook fairy tale, and that's kind of how I look at the drawing and the art style. It reminds me of something like old Disney or like the old Jungle Book. Um, it has that like really squibbly uh, drawing style, like it's not really clean and crisp, and it's very sloppy in a lot of ways. Um, and some of the characters, like the queen, has a super pointed nose, uh, so it's just kind of all over the place and. Uh, but what, just make it a few episodes, like even by the end of episode one, you know, to have, end of episode two, if you can make it that, you know, like you'll know if you like it or not, Dude. but it's a, uh, it's a really, it's really charming. I think, uh, how many episodes have you watched of it? I've caught, I'm up to date. Oh, uh, okay. Dub wise, that is. Okay. I've only watched through episode five. Um, this show. Yeah. The first five minutes 
I was kind of like, I don't know about this. Um, But then by the end of that first episode, I was like, okay, I get it. This is freaking awesome. Like they, they know what they're doing. And then every episode after that, I was like, yes, they, they really, okay. That no, they really, really know what they're doing. There's a, there's a fight scene. Um, I think it's an episode three, uh, between, um, two people kind of, kind of randomly. And the way the fight scenes start, it's, it's just perfect. I wish more anime and really more movies than anything. Whenever they do a fight scene, they do it this way. Cause it's like two characters and they just like, like one of them comes up to the other, uh, like when, when they're like exposed out in the middle of nowhere and doesn't say anything, just looks at them and then like attacks them. And it's, it's, it's silent. It's just, it's like, or it's, there's no words and he just attacks them. And then like the fighting noises start and it's a pretty quick fight, but like, but like the way that it's shot is just masterful. It's just like exactly what you need to know exactly as long as it needs to be. And then it's over and you're like, Holy shit. That was like, that was awesome. And it was like, like less than a minute or something. And I backed it up and watched it like two more times. Cause I was like, this is freaking awesome. Um, so if you can get past the art style, uh, it's definitely, it's definitely really good. I, I'm, I can't wait to watch some more of it. Yeah. So just a quick, you know, like synopsis of what, kind of what it is, uh, is essentially you have this, uh, young prince who is very short and he's kind of like, he, you know, he'd be a, he's like a runt essentially. He doesn't speak, uh, and he can't hear. Uh, and so therefore he's looked as, uh, he's kind of frowned upon by a lot of the people. His father is like the greatest king or the strongest man ever to exist in the history of like ever. Uh, and he's a giant to boot, literally, you know, an actual giant. Um, and so there's a lot that you don't know about the world, but they do a really good job of, you know, introducing those as as time goes on. Uh, but because he's looked at as being a, a fool of a, you know, of a prince, um, he doesn't really have any friends. and you know, he's looked at very poorly, but as you learn in the first episode, he can actually like, he's more capable than what he seems. And by episode two, I think, or three, the, uh, I think two, he has a fight scene himself. Uh, and then you realize kind of where his strengths lie. Um, but granted, they all look at his father being this uh, traditional warrior who, you know, if you traded blows with someone, he would just obliterate you in one hit. And he's just this mountain of a man. And so he's a very much a different person and it's kind of like his coming of age and like trials and tribulations. And, uh, there's a lot more intrigue. It gets, there's a lot of depth to this and, uh, it's, it's really good. I highly recommend it. Uh, just, if you can just get past that art style, uh, it'll grow on you. At least it has on me. Cause like I said, if you think about it, like a, an older fairy tale or something like that, then it kind of works better uh, in that headspace for me at least. Yeah. Yeah. And the stuff that they do with the other characters, with the side characters, like you think, you know, um, what they are and like what role that they play and what they're kind of more or less what they're going to do. And then they turn that on his head a little bit, uh, at various times. It's, it's, uh, it's very well done and, um, I can't wait to watch more of it. Yeah. Um, another one I've been watching has been, um, uh, the English uh, translations, My Dress Up Darlings. And this one, I actually really like quite a bit as well. 
Uh, this is the the uh, essentially about a a boy who his grandfather uh, makes uh, Hina dolls, um, just little they're they're little white, you know what you'd consider like you know the the old quote unquote China dolls or you know like but they're just Japanese little figurines that are in one position. They have elegant uh, kimono and elaborate clothing and makeup, uh, but they're meant strictly just to look at. Uh, they're not really toys per se. And he grew up just fascinated by his grandfather's work and he fell in love with it. And so that's kind of was his passion as a child. But then he he suffers a blow when one of his friends uh, ridicules him about it. And then he kind of it kind of mentally scars him in a little bit like he it's the whole gender norms kind of or like social acceptance of things. And so he actually kind of retreats. And he doesn't really make any friends because he's always afraid if they found out what his actual hobby is or what his passion is. Um, and he finds someone who is a um, outspoken girl who is the quote unquote gal, um, which is a uh, traditionally is the more makeup heavy inspired and um, looked at like in a not not quite similar, but something along the lines of like. Uh, a loose girl um that's yeah. their traditional like stereotype anyways is you know because they they bleach their hair they wear long nails uh stuff like that so she it's that kind of person but she's very well liked by the class and she's very passionate about her hobbies and she loves uh certain anime characters and certain um characters from that kind of media and so they happen to uh she has this goal of cosplaying as one of her characters from a uh, an erotic game and he has no idea what any of that stuff is but he accidentally like he's using a sewing machine in the sewing room because his is busted or something i can't and they stumble upon each other and uh, so she becomes friends with them and he's help. he decides to help her uh but it's really neat because it she's you know it's him coming into uh finally meeting someone who will accept him for who he is and it kind of you know granted this also it does have quite a bit of fan service uh so you know that take it or leave it um, and it's yeah. really well done. The art style is well done. The facial expressions I love. Um, they they just do a really good job of making it pretty wholesome. Fan service, ex- you know, uh, excluded, but still, it's even that it could, you know, it's yeah, uh, it's a good time. I I don't want to spoil anything else really behind it. Yeah, I watched about like the first half of it, like just last night. First half of the first episode uh, last night, and uh, so I barely got into it at all. But it, it does, uh, I, I have heard a lot about how good it is. It's on a lot of people's lists this uh, season. So I'm I think that's a lot of people's, it. a lot of people's favorites going on right now. Yeah. Um, one of mine, which I also fit, find as a, a more of a hidden gem, or I don't think it's getting as, as much praise as it should be, would be um, this next one, which is uh, uh, Akebi's Sailor Uniform. And this one is um, a very much a slice of life series so it's didn't really know what to expect went into it and was instantly right out of the gate just dazzled by the animation it is just very very beautiful uh there everyone's faces is drawn kind of like a pencil sketch so it's they're they're a little wonky but that's actually what makes it really appealing i think her face is almost a little wider on the cheeks and almost has almost like a frog face feature uh to a certain extent yeah sometimes they do they 
do that and that uh, everyone's everyone's face is always a little different and it's almost a little inconsistent at times but it actually i think it really works towards the charm uh and they specialize in certain things like uh they'll make certain scenes just picturesque uh their eyes will glisten in a beautiful way uh but yeah this is a very much just a slice of life anime so i can see why it may not be for everyone if they want something more substance but just her just going to a school because she wanted to wear her mom's traditional sailor uniform. And it's her, uh, she in the Japan with the fact that there's not a, there's a population problem where they're the current generation isn't having enough kids. So a lot of schools in the countryside are very small and closing down. And so she happened to go through uh, elementary and middle school as like the only kid in her class, apparently. Uh, And so then she went off to high school and then now this is her first time having classmates and friends. And so she's really trying to make herself stand out. Yeah. She's kind of been a country girl is what it, it seems like. Uh, but this, this show, yeah, the, the opening animation uh, is pretty dazzling. It's really, really, really well done. Uh, a lot of bright colors. It's just like, it's like movie quality uh, for the first uh, few minutes there. And then it, and then it kind of comes back down to earth a little bit, but that first episode is really well done. Um, and it's just, it is a super cute slice of life. They, all the, everybody in it is uh, very nice and polite and they have, you know, they have problems, but they're like these cute, perfect little problems that have a, that like have a happy ending. Um, yeah. It's not dra- nothing, no drama at all. <laughs> Zero pre- drama so far. Pretty much. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that one I uh, that one I've watched a little bit of too. I've watched through episode four. Uh, how many are out right now? Do you know? Uh, dubbed, there are currently six of that as well. Oh, okay, okay. Um, so, yeah, I watched the first episode dubbed, and I watched the other ones in Japanese. Um, I really like the dub. I like uh, the 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 voices they picked for the dub were 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 pretty good. Uh, the little sister. I thought it was super annoying the first time she spoke, but then later I was like, okay, she's not, she's not so bad. She's pretty. Good. I think the little sister is just fine. Um, the very first yeah. time she spoke, it was like, what the hell is going on? And it's because then, her voice is like four octaves high. Yeah, it's and it, um, it just sounded like she had like marbles in her mouth too. And I was like, what, what is going on here? And then she said some. I thought this little sister is going to be really annoying, but then a few more scenes later she said some interesting things and made some good points. And I was like, okay, this is, she's not so bad. She's pretty good. Uh, yeah. Uh, no, that's, those are the the key ones that I'm currently really liking. There's just, a, you know, there's a bunch this season. That's pretty solid all around a couple duds, uh, but i just probably won't go too much into the rest of that stuff. Uh, but for right now, those are the three key ones that I'm watching. I'm really focusing on. Yeah. I need to catch up on those some more and then, there's some others that I wanted to start getting into, but uh, yeah, those seem to be the the three main ones of the season. Um, yeah, so that's pretty much what we've been watching. Uh, so we can go over to uh, what we've been playing. Uh, so I think we did. We both play the demo for Kirby. Uh, yeah, uh, I, I played the demo uh, co-op. Actually, I had a buddy oh, cool. over, and we we went ahead and played that co-op. What did you think of this uh, Kirby and the Forgotten Land demo? I think it's uh, I think it's really good for um, for their open world Kirby game. Uh, 
Kirby's have never been difficult game. They've always been the easiest of easy games. Uh, it's the very first game I can remember beating uh, as a child. Um, I had the Game Boy, the original Game Boy version, and I remember just crushing it. But also half those levels, you could probably just f- go to the top and fly over to the end. And that's mm-hmm. it. Um, so I don't know it's Kirby games are easy as shit, but it's there. This one's super fun. And I think it's for any anyone who's younger. I think it would be it it would be a great game just because as an adult, like this is like oh yeah, this is a no brainer. This is super easy. Uh, we we chose the challenging mode because we're like there was, they give you two options in the demo. Uh, and uh, my buddy and I, since we're playing two player, like all right, let's see how what, what are they going to do with are they going to make two Kirby's? Uh, nope, they just give you like generic uh, knife dude or whatever on the side. Uh, or spear guy, I think it's generic spear guy, and so you know generic spear guy and Kirby, uh, and Kirby's the only one who can actually suck up and like uh, transform to do the puzzles. So sometimes you'll need to you know uh, do the gimmick in order to make it to the next scene. Yeah. Uh, so the other player two can't do that, uh, but it's fine. And like it was, uh, we found all the things just to, to find, a, and you know that's. Honestly, I think if any kid who's in elementary school or any, a parent wanted to play with their kid or two siblings or something like that, I think it's 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 a solid game for them. Yeah, I uh, played the demo here too, and um, I didn't know what they were going to do. I guess Kirby games have always been easy, but I kind of was thinking that they might make it a little, a little bit more difficult. Uh, so whenever I, I did load it up and start playing, I was like, okay, um, probably not going to get this now. I was probably never going to get it, but I wanted to see what it was like just in case. But uh, yeah, it's uh, it's a little bit too much of a cakewalk uh, to be interesting to me. But it was still kind of fun to uh, to dip into it for a minute. Yeah, I'm actually, you know, like I said, I want the big thing is I wanted to see the landscape and what the what kind of world they built. So it's not really open world, but it's a um, kind of like the tomb raider uh it's like a, you you have your set level and then you have these paths you know like you know little wider paths but essentially it's just a course through the dystopian world of wherever you are which makes it look like a post apocalyptic you know our society cuz you're seeing all these buildings and cars and everything just overrun with moss yeah so it's like yeah the tr- i don't know i'm more interested in the twisted lore they have behind this like weird kirby game now <laughs> yeah cuz it's <laughs> It's like an apocalypse, like a post-apocalypse, right? Yeah, like when he gets stuck through the portal. But like the very beginning shows Kirby in the opening cinematic. The portal opens the sky and Kirby's number one mentality was like, F y'all, I'm out. And he tries to escape. And then it's just like, and then the next scene, like when you're in this other world, this creature's like, we need some help. And Kirby's like, all right, I like, I guess I'm going to help. And I'm like, no, dude, you just like, without a second thought, abandon every creature. And you're just like, I'm every man for himself. Now you're like, I'm going to help some people. Uh, <laughs> well, Kirby, uh, I mean, Kirby is the most powerful uh, creature in the, in the, in the Nintendo universe. Yeah, it survived that smash apocalypse in the beginning of that scene, <laughs> cutscene too. Yeah. So, uh, Kirby, I don't know, man. It's uh, it, it's really funny because the enemies like they're capturing little fuzzy creatures, and I'm like, oh, Doctor Robotnik at it again, uh, <laughs> yeah, it's because that's exactly what I thought in my brain. Uh, like, yeah, they, like you know, early on, you get to you get somebody, and you you basically look like Link from Zelda. You have like a green hat and a little sword. Oh, that's always been there. That that dude's been there forever. Yeah, um, this, yeah you get the night the, the sword dude, and you do a spin. 
I don't um, think I don't think I've played a Kirby game since that Game Boy one. Yeah, so um, at least not not that I remember. In the in the Game Boy one, he would grab the blade and he'd th- whip it forward. Like yeah. I think it might have been the feather. Um, I can't. There might be. I think there was the feather one where he throws it forward, uh, or he throws a blade forward, and then there's the other one where he just spins like a top. Yeah. Um. So yeah, that's. I mean, it, it's neat, creepy to see Kirby like half eat a car, like a boa. Yeah. You know, and then like they showed in the demo or the the trailer too, but his little feet are the taillights. Yeah. <laughs> it is pretty weird. Um. But I don't know. I guess it'll be it'll be it'll be a, a good game for families and kids and stuff like that but oh yeah um what else have you been playing all right uh well i was going to play uh well i'll talk about the uh chocobo gp in a little bit later and in the news uh or do we want to bring that up now uh we can probably bring it up in news it's it's probably all right sure and uh see i've also i tried uh a like I said, a buddy of mine came over and we ended up playing an old uh, shmups or shoot 'em up uh, game called uh, Death Smile. And Death Smile is a arcade shooter in which you scroll from left to right and you're picking like these different witch uh, characters or magical uh, people and you're just flying up and down as you're trying to avoid this bullet hell game as you're going from left to right. Um, the it's like a Darius uh, like game or Gradius, you know, a lot, a lot of those old you know games. And I'm a big fan of that. Uh, I'm generally pretty bad at it, but uh, you know, it's, it's fun to play these arcade games on the console because then you have like infinite quarters and then you can always tell that because it's like, yeah, the game's manageable until you hit the last level. And then it's just like, Holy crap, this is where I was supposed to pump in my $20. Right. Uh, <laughs> yeah. <this> is... <laughs> yeah. Those old arcades would do that to you. Wouldn't they? Yeah, so we ended up uh, we we played through the whole thing of the first game. It comes with the second one was which was something like um, oh death smiles like like Merry Christmas or some crap like that. <laughs> it has such stupid name on the second one, but no, it's a it's a one and two bundle pack, uh, and we didn't uh, like we'll save that one for the next time around. So I'll give you my thoughts on that one. But no, the first game is uh, it's pretty good uh, as far as a shoot 'em up. Uh, it's no Castle Shikigami, which anyone gets a chance to see one of those uh like number castle shikigami 2 for the ps2 one of the most uh asinine stories ever in a shoot 'em up it was voiced over and you got to play as different characters and so as you're getting through the stages they would have their own dialogues but the dialogues didn't match to anything anyone else was saying so you're playing it's like the high school boy and out of nowhere some people are like Someone's talking about, like, yes, and the and the, this evil is coming, blah, 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 blah. And then all of a sudden, the boy's just like, Wah! that's it. Like, literally, uh, like, written out in text. I'm like, what the hell is going on? I want to know who is behind that translation team, who is behind the, the uh, you know, the voiceover production, because there was no direction. Uh, it was, yeah, it's like, here is, uh, the, the, the script went through a shredder. Here's what we could find. You read that part. Uh, that's what it honestly felt like. Uh, so that's it. W- it made it enjoyable in a bad sense, like watching a, just a terrible movie. You're like, oh, this is this game is fabulous because you can't wait to get to the next cutscene to see how much garbage comes out. Uh, wow, it's one of those. Okay. So yeah, I I absolutely love uh, Castle Shikigami, <laughs> and uh, but no, we played Death Smiles completely. You know, beat the first one. It was it was fun. I only d- continued three times, which I was really proud of myself on. Okay. So, 
Nice. Uh, yeah. And so the the one that's uh, one of the big games I spent a lot of time on uh, this last week was uh, I played some Vampire Survivors. Uh, yeah. So this is, of course, I saw some screenshots for this game. Uh, it looked uh, it looked pretty interesting. It's been blowing up on Twitch. Uh, a buddy of mine happened to pick it up and he recommended it to me. So I, I'm like, you know what? Sure. It's I think it's free on itch, uh, you know, dot IO. And I think it's uh, it's only three dollars on Steam. It's still an early access game. So they're constantly uh, doing updates, adding more weapons, adding more stages and more characters. So there's actually quite a few characters, you, you know, so as you play it, you unlock new things. And for to describe this game it's a it's a passive uh like shooter kind of uh-huh. uh you, you you play a character on a uh, it's a eight bit character running around on an open map and uh something like a uh geometry wars or something like that where char- the enemies just spawn in and they're just trying to swarm at you and they will they will home in on you from all sorts of from all 360 direction and all you do is try to avoid them while whatever you you auto attack. So your main first character is uh, essentially a Belmont. They, they, they don't hide any of the, uh, they tried not to hide anything that it's all ripped from Castlevania. Okay. You know, it's, so it's, it's, you know, they're all meant to look like Castlevania. It's, it's all, all the weapons. You have a cross, you have uh, like the equivalent of Holy water, all this stuff, Bibles. And so each weapon you get will auto attack. Uh, so the Belmont has a starting whip and it's just the upper part of his body, his head. There's just a line of attack. And so, you you know, as you start taking them out, you'll gain experience points. And when you level up, you'll be able to choose between like one to three or a one of three items. And that's where the game starts to really like unfold because all these weapons or all your items have uh, quite a bit different you know ways to do things like you pick up a knife. And that knife will fire in any direction you are pointing. Uh, but if you pick up the Bible, the Bible will spawn every you know every so many seconds and do a ring around you, doing damage to any of those enemies. Uh, so as you're picking up new weapons, you also then can pick the same weapon again to upgrade those items. And as you're upgrading those items, you're just doing more and more damage uh, to the point where if you get really good builds early on, you can just stop moving. And the enemies will come near you, and like the Bibles will spin around. You'll have a garlic gas, which is which causes a f- area of effect, and they'll just murder themselves as they go right into you. Uh, it's it's really entertaining, and it's one of those things that you just you can easily dump a bunch of time into. Next thing you're like, wait, an hour passed? Holy crap! Uh, <laughs> uh, it's it's a really fun, simple game, uh, perfect to have on the background. Like if you have a podcast playing in the background, that's what I did for the first two hours mm. <laughs> i played this game for like i don't know five hours i think yeah so uh, i don't have a lot of time but it's it's also you can pick up and you know put down real simple uh, you you have permanent upgrades you work towards so as you're g- earning earning money in the game uh outside the game on the hub the main menu you can then start giving yourself uh permanent stat boosts uh or like you know you can make items last longer go faster uh gain more experience move you know just a bunch of things move faster as well uh for yourself not just your weapons and this it has way more depth than you would expect it to and that you know it's it's like a you know if you ever played a clicker or anything like that you know how something simple 
somehow you find just uh, enthralling. And that's what I think this game is. It's so simple, but yet it's it provides just enough challenge. Yeah, it seems like a really simple looking, you know, bullet hell. Just something that uh, that uh, would be like, okay, this is interesting for a minute. But it sounds like it's got, I guess it's got a really good feel to it. Like like running around and doing this stuff. Of course, there's upgrades and stuff, but it sounds like it it has a, a feel to it that just makes you want to keep playing. Yeah, for sure. It has really it has pretty solid music as well. Uh, so if you actually turn the, have the music on, uh, oh, okay. it, it makes it pretty good. The uh, you know, uh, I didn't take me. It took me a while to realize, but uh, you actually can depending on uh, the weapons you get, and you, certain weapons will have certain item combination. Where if you get those and you max out your weapon and I think your item, or maybe you don't have to max out the item, but there's certain ones that work together in conjunction, and then you can actually then have upgrade to a new super weapon uh so if you upgrade like uh the bible to the max and i forget which one the, the bible corresponds with essentially what you're going to do is you're going to pull up a second um you know internet browser link to see all the all the comparisons and therefore you're going to choose which ones you want but it's all rng whether or not you get you may not get the second part of what you need but if you get the two matching items and you max it out you can then get a super item. And so the super item of the Bible is the, essentially the King's Bible, which then starts spinning around. It, it doesn't, there's no cooldown. It just is active all the time. Oh. Um, so <laughs> all the weapons and all the things are all on a certain cooldown for the Holy water. Once you get that maxed out and it randomly drops. Uh, but then what happens is uh, when you get that one max, it just constantly makes a circle of death that just goes around you. It's in when it drops it, it's like a puddle. So it slowly evaporates. Uh, but by the time it comes back, so the enemies are just walking into this, you know, acid puddle essentially for them. Uh, it's really, it's a really fun game, and it's you know, like I said, it's it's one of those uh, simple to play, you know, more a little more difficult to master, uh, and also it depends on how much luck you got because I've had some really bad runs where like I know what I'm doing now. I didn't get squat and I get overrun, and I'm like, oh wow, I played really shit there. That's embarrassing. But then I've had ones, um, the max level time limit for each level is 30 minutes um something happens at that point which i'm not going to say what uh but i made it the farthest i made was 29 minutes and 30 something 36 seconds i oh. think and i died i was so angry so close <laughs> i'm like you know i'm done playing for today <laughs> but it, like, it was really fun i was i was really impressed with my run i had a really good build going on uh but i i just couldn't pull it off in the end uh they really bum rush you towards the end too so throw the controller <laughs> <laughs> yeah uh so yeah that, that's been a big time sink and then the last one which i've been spending the most time in is um the one every, i think everyone's been playing which is uh elden ring yes yes so. uh, you and i both have been playing elden ring um so uh i've played about 17 hours of it and uh i think you've played about eight you think yeah, roughly about eight. Um, I've actually put in more than that, but I, I started out as a samurai and realized mm. I tried playing my experience with Souls games or I played a little bit of Demon Souls 3 and Bloodborne. Uh, I think I like Bloodborne more, um, uh, but I I only made it to like the first wolf boss or something like that. And then I'm like, you know, it's I'm like, you know, what? I I don't have the time. to like I liked it, but I just didn't have the time to dedicate to it. Uh, I'm really liking Elden Ring, but I played the Samurai, and I'm like, yeah, I'm going to try a magic build, because I've never tried a magic build. I heard the magic builds are a little more little more user-friendly, and 
So that's what I did is I went around to um what uh, I did whatever the uh, magic build was the not astrologer but um is it astrologer? I, I forget who it is. I think it's astrologer because yeah. Um I decided to go with the confessor and uh that was an interesting choice. Um it's I thought it was going to be more magic based than it is. It's like strength and faith based. Um Okay. And uh, I started out with uh, with with urgent heal and um, and uh, assassins step. So basically, I could heal myself a little bit and I could walk quietly. So as so whenever I got like whenever I figured that out, and I was going through. I was like, dang, I need to like raise my other stats because I don't have anything good for magic. I can't. I can't. I couldn't find anything for a while. So I raised my strength and, and dexterity and stuff like that. And that helped my, my casting time. And then I did manage to find a fight like fireball spell eventually. And after that, I was like, okay, now, now you motherfuckers are going to burn. Um, so, but yeah, uh, I've been having a ton of fun with it. Um, how have you been finding your time? It's been okay. Um, I've I've died a handful of times, not as many, not as much as I thought. But I've been playing it more of a safe, you know, because I'm playing. I'm just mostly throwing spells from the back row, and I'm just trying to. Uh, I'm kind of. I'm just farming out my, you know, my places. I've done a couple of the small beginner starter like little dungeon things, uh, really weak ones. Uh, I finally. I'm trying to think now. I beat my. I beat the dragon. Uh, that's early. That you can find early on. Uh, which dragon the swamp one the one at the lake i don't, I don't want uh, yeah i don't want to spoil too much but all right so slight spoilers for the beginning of the game uh so your starting point if yeah. you head east east northeast like so it's just that little bog right there yeah yeah um so it's it's next to a, it's kind of nearby where the lady who um who you can buy spells from you have to be you have it's kind of in a dungeon you have to beat the pumpkin pumpkin head uh boss dang i don't i think i totally missed this it's it's like right in the beginning so like if you uh if you follow the road you would follow the road north go through that little encampment uh hang a right and then follow that path and just kind of hover around the lake eventually when you get to the the two giants pulling the cart yeah um so if you if you were to stop right there and there's like a, there's a ruins just to the left or just to the north up on the hill, uh, you go there. There is a there's a plant creature around that area, and then just behind some of those ruins, there's a basement. You go in the basement. There is uh, you'll find a pumpkin boss, the pumpkin head boss. Um, beat him, and then in the back room is a uh, person who can teach you magic. Wow. Okay, I need to go do that because I totally did not touch that at all. I've, I've been exploring like a ton in this game. I did beat some of the early bosses. Like you said, um, I got over to the Island through the cave. Did you do that? Uh, the Island to the West where the, where the shrine for the uh, dragon heart goes or whatever the communion. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I haven't actually gotten there. I tried getting there. And after I beat the dragon and then I was going down the cliff face and I made a jump and apparently I didn't make the jump far enough on the horse and I fell in the water and I died. Uh, and so then I, I respawned from the safe point right above the cliff and I went down the same way I went before, but that first drop killed me. 
and then I lost all my experience from before. I'm like, you know what? Okay, I'm done. <laughs> I took a break because I'm like, I did the same drop I did just did, and for some reason, maybe it wasn't in the exact same spot, so it re- registered that I was just a little farther of a drop than last time, and it murdered me. And I was like, but before I dropped, and I didn't even have no health. Like it was perfect. It was like I didn't take any damage from this drop. So I'm like, why the hell did I just die this time? So I don't know. Yeah, uh, it, it, it's fall mechanics are a little little weird, wonky sometimes. Uh, yeah, I mean, like, yeah, I, I have taken damage from falls without dying. Um, but it is kind of a, a fine line to, to find there. Uh, man, playing this game, like, you know, I got, I got a little, little ways in and I've been hearing different people talk about it. And it wasn't until I heard some people who had been a lot further in it and who had played the other souls games that I realized like, I am just not qualified to talk about this game it's there's just so much in it there's so and there's so much history to the dark souls games now um like i was talking to a friend and one of the bosses that i fought you know i I, I was telling telling him about it and he was like oh you can just backstab that guy to death and i was like what do you mean and he was like oh it's an old souls game thing where you roll where you roll through an attack and then you just turn around and you're at his back and you can just hit him. And I was like, well, dang, it took me like, I don't know, 15 tries to kill this guy. And I had to like do all kinds of stuff. Cause I just beat him like the, I don't know, the noob way. Uh, and I'm like, well, dang, that kind of sucks. But I just well, made me realize so the old souls games, you had to get up all in that ass. That was like the joke. Like you rolled up and you hovered in their butt. Uh, <laughs> and that was, that was like your safety net. Because, you know, they would swing forward and then you'd just be right up on their butt and then you'd be stabbing them. That's why you see so many uh, people laying down markers. It's like, you know, up in that asshole. Uh, like, you know, when you read other people's comments, you that, that happens a lot. Um, so I think they fixed a little bit of that because uh, there's been a few attacks I've been seeing more often where they do like a 360 attack or they're able to come in and hit you from behind a lot easier. So it's not, uh, at least for me, well, maybe it's just my timing, which is probably the case. I'm having a rougher time trying to pull that method. And that's why I stopped playing the um, the Samurai. Uh, and then I ended up just re-rolling again and playing like eight hours or so of uh, you know the Mage. Because I'm like, you know what? Uh, I'm just going to try this out. And I'm having a pretty good time. It's pretty, I think it's more forgiving, uh, though yeah. my health pool is really low. So it's... Uh, my, the biggest difficulty in that game is uh, maneuvering the menu system, I think. I need to somehow get it more comfortable. I'm using a controller. I, if I had it, uh, if I had things macroed on a keyboard, maybe that'd feel a little bit better. But I'm not sure how it necessarily because of the running around. Like what? Uh, but I wish... Like, like what problems uh, are you having? Well, for me, for example, um, I have to, cycling. Uh, I have my potions set on the D-pad. Uh, so I, if I want to cycle between mana or... Uh, or health potion, I have to then cycle through uh, with the right on the D-pad. I could do the quick uh, quit button where you have to hold Y and then you the can pouch. press up, down, left, or right. Yeah. And I I currently have that set up for like up for the horse. Um, left is my summon. Uh, I forget what my right is now. Uh, and I think my down is a, a different summon. So I have two summons. Uh, you know, I could switch it out to one of my potions or something like that. Uh, but yeah, just it's it's a pain to cycle through because uh, I burn out of mana quite quickly, and so next thing I know, I'm like, all right, I'm down, I'm out of mana. Uh, now I have to 
try to drink something. Oh crap! I was on the health, and so now I'm chugging a health potion. I can't cancel out of the animation. Yeah. The, you know. And then here I'm slowly walking as the dude's running up on me. I'm like, uh, you know, then I'm, I'm smashing, you know, dodge because I'm like, I'm hoping that I can, when I'm done drinking, I can just dodge out of the way. Uh, yeah. I have more issues with like things like that. Uh, I've at well, first, it took me a good long time to, you know, like figure out how to dismount the horse without having to well, do so, my quick menu. So, so kind of talking about like the, the like the inventory stuff, um, they give you too many, uh, they they give you too many slots for your 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 down direction pad to scroll through. So what I end up having to do a lot is narrow it. Like if I'm going to fight a boss, I narrow it down to only exactly what I know I'm going to need and, and in the order I'm going to need it. Um, and even with when I'm not in a boss, like when I'm not fighting a boss, I really only I really narrow it down to just like the couple things that I know that I could need because like they give you like eight slots and scrolling through eight is just, it's just too much, but I've barely been using the, the pouches at all. I didn't like, I remember them telling me about it and then I didn't use it for, I don't know, like four or five hours. And then I was like, Oh yeah, there's these pouches over here. I should put stuff in there uh, to make it easier to, to do other different things. And that seems to have helped a little bit, but but yeah, it is it is hard to navigate that system. You have to kind of pretty constantly be in your equipment and inventory, sort of backing stuff off and putting new stuff on. Yeah, well, it's you know having started out with uh, the samurai, uh, I the amount of times I'd screw, screwed up forgetting to that to use my uh, trigger buttons for my weapons because I'm just so used to hitting. You know, it's. Uh, having to learn the rules of the game and the way it wants you to play. That's, I think the most difficult part, the actual, everything else I think is doable. It's just getting things to be moved uh, quickly and like without, you know, subconsciously, that's the part that's, that really messes me up. Um, you know, even early in the game, the, when I first played it, like I dismounted, I jumped off the horse once and I'm like, I didn't actually know how I did it. I'm like, how the heck did I do that? Then later on, I was trying to figure out how to dismount, and so then I just, uh, since I have it hooked to my pouch, I, you know, I hold Y and pr- or and then press um, up on the D-pad. And so then, yeah, I, 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 just like you summon, that's how you can get off. Uh, but then later on, as I'm playing like two or three hours in, I started doing this mistake almost all the time out of nowhere because I, I realized, you know, you have to dash holding hit circle when you're on the horse. Um, but then next thing I know, I kept on instinctively hitting uh, L3 you know, because that's what it would be in other games. Uh, Uh, And so, and then I just wouldn't stop hitting it. Like somehow it it didn't bother me for the first while in the game. I did it like once and then that was it. And I'm like, oh, so this is how you dismount. Great. But then I keep on hitting that button subconsciously. And so I'm in the middle of like the fighting the dragon. Uh, I died once on that dragon in the swamp because I'm like, I'm trying to dash around him to avoid uh, getting attacked. And then at one point I just jump off my horse and I'm like, mother, <laughs> like so, I was not happy with so that. Like you just pressing down too hard as you're pushing left or right or uh, whatever. It's, it's because I'm used to dash. I'm used to that L three being a dash. Oh, um, and so I, instead of having to hit circle because, well, that's the thing is they want you to play the game their own way, which I can, I can see that. Um, I, probably can remap or the the controller system uh but i just it's one of those things i just don't want to have to go through and micromanage all that crap yeah. uh and i'm trying to learn to play the game uh, the way they have they want it set up and that's kind of what i'm doing 
but the way they have this game set up is very it's like the other games in the series, I suppose, but it's very much a, it's like we made this control scheme for the PS2 and we're never going to change it ever. <laughs> yeah. You know, that's, uh. that's kind of what's kind of sticking around in my mind. It's very, it's like the world has changed and we've streamlined button presses, but we're not going to stick to that uh, mentality. We're going to do our own thing. And it's like, but that's the challenge of a Souls game. No, it's not. Like it's like let's play, let's make a new survivor ho- survivor horror game. And even though it's be- like let's make it tank controls, just because. Like if someone did that, everyone would be pissed because tank controls suck ass, and there's no reason to make tank controls in a modern game. Yeah, uh, but like I haven't had hardly any problems with the controls. Like I think the the the, 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 the uh, dash or rather the uh, the roll. Being on on the on B is what it is on my uh, Xbox controller. Being on B is is perfect, you know. Like I I, I can kind of see how you would. I mean, to me, a da- like a role like that needs to be more quickly um, available than on an L three. I would just be afraid I'd be I would be hitting that. It like hitting L three is really awkward for me. Like I, I guess hey, from, it's easier it's, for it's, you. It's, perfectly simple for most games because you're you're already aiming that direction like i want to run this way so you're pressing up or to the left or something like that and then all you do is you push extra force and then you're automatically going in that same direction and now you're boosted uh that's all there is to it i mean very rarely will you ever hit it by accident because you're like gripping too hard or at least i've never had that problem uh but if you know it's in it's like instinctive that I'm going to run up and then if I'm running forward and I want to go, I need to you know run. I just thumb click in. That's not a problem. Um, like so, see, I don't re- like 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 L three to me is really hard to hit whenever I'm already pressing a direction. Like I feel like I have to reset. Like I feel like I have to reset it to be, you know, straight up and down and then press it. I'm I just like pushing that direction. I don't have as much like force to pull also push down at the same time. But I guess you, you seem to have a little bit better uh, ability to do that. It's one of those, I think it's just, you know, playing enough open world games. uh, That's, it's kind of common in a lot of them, but also circle is still viable, but it's just, you know, like I said, most recently the games I've played have been different. Um, And like I said, I'm not saying it's wrong. I'm just saying that, you know, certain, uh, certain, ways they have the controller set up not just with that one in particular but there's a quite a few there's a few others uh that just kind of it works against the the common player i feel um i feel you like know, you do have to like, get used to, you do have to get used to it being able to get to those things very very quickly because if you don't like the game that's kind of what makes the game cool though is it just it doesn't give a fuck and it's not like turn-based it's like it makes it feel more real to have to get to your sword or have to get to your bow rather than just have it, I don't know, somehow pop up automatically. Um, yeah, but they, you can easily find better ways to streamline things instead of making uh, and making it more asinine to press and hold Y or and then choose a bumper button to hold to hand a weapon. You know, like I feel that there's there's better ways to do controller layouts. Uh, but they're like, this is what makes it work. Yes, it's not perfect, 
But guess what? Just deal with it because it's a Souls game. And I feel that's a lazy way out of saying like we could, you know, because you can optimize something like, yeah, like uh, this game, this game is early, like this game, you know, like people like jank in their games to a certain extent. I'm like, yeah, but when it's a full fledged thing, you shouldn't have as much jank. But like, no, that's what makes the game the game. I'm like, no, nah, dude. Uh, so I, I feel that I you can make things better. I don't think it's janky at all. I think you'd have to sacrifice like what it means to be a souls game. And that, and by that, I mean like you can't like, you can't pause, like you can't pause the game. You can't like, there's only so many buttons on a controller and playing it with a mouse and keyboard. People do it. I mean, people beat this stuff on like, like a guitar, like a, like a, uh, like a music guitar or whatever, but yeah, guitar hero, like a guitar hero guitar. (laughs) But, um, like I, I think that, that the way they've got it is probably like, I, I just don't know like how else you would have that many pouches, that many, that many things um, on a game. That the pouches aren't a big deal. You press and hold the pouch for Y for pouch. That's not a big deal. But like I said, uh, there's so many other things that they could have streamlined. Uh, you don't, I don't know how much open world games you end up playing, but like I said, it's just, I felt that this kind of concept has been, there are answers to this, you know, but once again, it's, the excuse to fall back of it's it, it's it's a souls game like no dude it's like saying a resident evil game has to have tank controls I just, they haven't had tank they they grew up a long time ago they can make this grow up and yet you can easily make things more optimized um you know if you don't understand that that's fine you don't have to but like to say you have to learn it the system i'm like that's you know it's like i can understand the argument I just think it's not uh, it's not a hundred percent good one. Like, what would they need to streamline? I mean, I mean, like the 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 role on L three, that makes sense. You know, if you wanted to put if you wanted to put something uh, better on B, um, or on on Circle, but like, what what else would you change to? Like, how else would you streamline it? Uh, well, as far as uh, the way you the way inventory. See, a lot of the things with this game is, you know, granted, uh, it's another excuse of the Souls game is, you know, we don't explain anything to you because that's a Souls game. I'm like, yeah, dude, but you can you can at least give a little bit better job with the tutorial system. Um, did you end up doing the tutorial uh, bit? Like, did in the very beginning, did you fall down the pit? Uh, I don't. Half, think so. It's a fifty-fifty because some people don't even notice it. Other people feel are afraid it's a a trap. So right in the very beginning. Uh, when you spawn in the tunnel or in the cave, did you go straight to the door or did you fall down in the pit? I went to the door because I didn't fall down in a pit in there now. Yeah, so there is actually a pit right there that can um, that oh, yeah. works as the tutorial. I remember that now. Okay, yeah. No, I didn't yeah. do that. Uh, so, it, you know, it's like, and all those enemies in there are pretty much one-shot kills. And they're like, here's how you, here's how you parry. And then... You know, it's like you fuck up the parry, but you still connect with your swing, and then they're like, Ugh, "They're dead." I'm like, "Cool, that didn't teach me shit." You know, while while a modern game would be like, "All right, you know, you can we'll let you continue this until you successfully do a parry." Um, and you know, but no, it's like I've actually ac- I accidentally killed quite a few of those guys because I was trying to do the mechanics that they were asking for, and. Like I, ba- I tried backstabbing this dude, and they didn't do the backstab animation. Instead, um, I think at first I think I hit R two instead of L uh, R one, and so I I did the big swing, and I'm like, oh, he died anyways. Like, but it wasn't the backstab animation that you you're familiar with. Uh, and so then I was able to succeed in backstabbing another dude. Uh, but they're like, yeah, to do a 
the uh the parry um the, the cancel the cancel attack or whatever so you uh when you block and then right after they stagger you hit the r2 for a strong attack uh like i tried doing that and that didn't work out like i'm pretty sure it didn't work the way it wanted to but i killed it anyways i'm like okay uh i'm not learning much from here but as far as the actual controls go uh like i said i think that you can end up setting up uh you can do this so it's I would ra- I would much rather sacrifice um, a couple shoulder buttons or uh, rework you know rework some of the con- uh, controls to have a quicker access to um, my heels or to uh, you can do a short press or a long press. I would much rather have something like that. Uh, the the simple fact that you know it's a small gripe, but you know like you go into the menu screen when you ha- tap the. Well, I'm using a PlayStation controller, but all the buttons are uh interfaced as an xbox controller so that's why if i said circle before it's b you know but it's uh and you know so yeah it's all the buttons that show up prompted are prompted for xbox but i'm playing on the playstation uh so i do the touchpad to jump into the map and you touch the touchpad and it brings up this is how you use the map it doesn't bring like you have to hit b to back out um certain things are clunky that way uh i don't mind the fact that it sucks because sometimes i have to go help uh you know maybe you know help my kids or something like that so i have to just leave i can't pause the game so i'm like okay i have one of two options i can just hard quit uh because like it's an emergency i gotta leave now so i either x out of the whole darn thing and and or i can wait in the field and hope i just don't get rolled upon and get murdered yeah i've uh, i had to put it down for a second at night and this uh when it was night in the game and this um I think you were texting me actually, and I looked down, <laughs> and uh, I looked down to answer the text, and then I looked back up, and this, this knight, this black knight on a black horse, had rolled up on me and was like slaughtering me, and I was like, "Wow, I'm just standing here, dude!" But he just found me and just wanted to come and kill me. And I was like, "Holy shit!" And I just died, and I was like, "Well, okay, I guess that happened." I mean, like I see what you're saying, and like there is a certain aspect of of uh these games being obtuse they're just it's like all right you've you've proven to me that you're hardcore i get it now let me have some fun um i think this game so i just played uh sekiro uh back um before the new year i played it for about 10 hours and i couldn't get hardly anywhere i didn't even beat like like I don't think I beat even one boss and like, Oh no, I did. I beat the, I beat the, the spear guy. I forget the, the, I think they call him the Shinobi hunter dude. Um, but I had to look up a guide for how to beat him. Like that game. It's so incredibly hard that it's not really even fun anymore. I mean, there were fun aspects to it. And when I did beat that guy, I was like, Oh, this is, I was like, Oh dang, that's so awesome that I finally beat this guy. But to get to that was, was just a lot. And I think that like the, I mean, all that is, is not too bad. But the thing that really got me about, about Sekiro was the dragon rot. Are you familiar with this? Um, I actually haven't played Sekiro. Uh, I just so, omitted that one from my like repertoire. I'm like, I, I played a little bit of um, Bloodborne, and I was just like, yeah, okay, cool. This Sekiro game's coming out. It's not for me. I'm not going to touch it. So that's that's where I left it. There's this thing in Sekiro called Dragon Rot, 
and where if you die too many times, then there's this, it basically makes the game harder because you're dying too many times. It makes the game harder. And like when I first started playing, I was like, okay, I'm going to tribute this guy. Oh, like I died. I like, and you kind of die a lot as you're like learning how to do it because the tutorial in that game fucking sucks. Like it's worthless. Like you go and you, they show you how to do the move and then you go do the exact same thing on, on another enemy, especially a tougher enemy. And they're like, Nope, fuck you. You got the timing wrong. And it's like, well, what is the fucking point? So I definitely like, I'm glad I missed, I'm glad I missed the t- tutorial in, in Elden Ring. Cause it sounds like it's about, it's about as useful. It's almost like they're mocking you really. Um, but like, you do get a you can do get a treasure chest with one strength at the end. So it's really simple. So you can always run back, just do that run through and should, it's, yeah. yeah, you get that. So, so like the thing with, uh, with, with Sekiro though, I'll just kind of finish that up and is that like the dragon rot, I was like, it just made me start to play so cautiously that it, that I had to, and I had to level up and, you know, just do the same things over and over and over again, that it brought the game to a slog with this game. I think that they've like this game that this like Elden ring to me is them kind of admitting that Sekiro was a, was a bridge too far that, that some of the things I did in Sekiro were like, yeah, we made that game super fucking hard and really there wasn't really a need to because whenever I started playing this game, I was like in Sekiro mode. I was like, don't like, like look around every corner, like make sure you're totally, you know, like just playing super cautiously. And then I kind of loosened up as I realized that the game was not trying to murder me at every second, the way it is in Sekiro. Um, but yeah, it's, I, I think it's, I think it's better. Um, yeah. And there, there probably are some things that could be, streamlined and made better as they are with every game but i'm enjoying my time with this game i mean i would like to put more time in and just fortunately i don't have i'm on the verge of deciding whether or not i want to try to look up uh builds for stuff because at this point i haven't actually looked up anything i've really tried my best i came into it knowing very little uh i've had heard a few podcasts talk about it to a certain extent but i've whenever they get into spoilers i've just quickly like jumped you know like jumped ahead to the next segment because uh, I really tried going into this fresh and blind because this is the first time I've given a really good chance uh, to one of these games. Like I said, Bloodborne was probably the furthest I got into, and that was only like one of the f- early bosses. Um, and I think I had to get around that spot or beat it or something like that in order to get unlock the two player mode. And I was kind of trying to do that with the buddy. And the buddy was just kind of like helping guide me a little bit. So I was like, yeah, this isn't bad. I and like I re- I've always respected what the Souls games were. Uh, this is by far the most uh, easy barrier to entry. Yeah. It's not by far any like it's still as challenging as ever. But you have since you have that freedom of running away or running around an enemy. Um, you know, it's just so that's kind of what I've been doing. I've just I explored a lot. Uh, I discovered that the little. Um, on the map, there's you can see a little stone uh, icon in certain areas, and that's where the map fragments are. So what I started doing is I tried running as far uh. as I can to unlock um, the map because that's what I would. That's what I do in open world games. Is even like um, uh, the Ubisoft, like Far Cry games or something like that. First thing I'll do is go to the towers or whatever it may be to unlock more sections of the map. Uh, 
uh, and they usually give you in those games they give you like a weapon or something but that way i can see the map and i can have a better understanding of what i'm looking at um and you know i made it i didn't i only got like the uh, first little part into the red area like there's a red map spot (laughs) and i'm like yeah i'm not gonna wander stay here too long because i think that's later game and i got pretty far north uh, but things were looking pretty devastating. Like I found a, I found a sleeping dragon and I'm like, Oh, I'm going to like avoid that spot. <laughs> like, you know, I pushed my luck here and there and luckily I hadn't, you can escape pretty quickly. Um, so, so yeah, that's, that's just pretty much, I did a lot of wandering and then a lot of hitting things from afar with my magic being like, Oh, I did no damage to you. I'm running away. <laughs> so that dragon, um, there's something that the that is, it's like a dragon, and it's got rocks behind it, right? Yeah, it's like on the north, uh, northwest, northwest part of the map. Yeah. The- so, so I went up to that. So that dragon, there's something that's that, that's behind it, uh, that I needed, and uh, I I was actually able to sneak, like I, I came up to it and I did like assassin step and walked around to the back. And I was actually able to climb up, and there's like a, a way into the the um, like the rock formation fortress, um, okay. and you can jump up in there, and then you can jump down and grab this stuff. But even with assassin step, it uh, or assassin's approach—that's what it's called. Assassin's approach—it uh, woke the dragon up. Um, but I was able to grab the I was able to grab the shit and get the fuck out of there. And it was like I was like, holy crap, holy crap, because I like I called Torrent like right as I got the last of the things, and the dragon was like, oh, what the hell are you doing? And I just bolted, and I was like, I'm sure he's gonna take off and fry me, but he never did. Um, so that was pretty cool. Yeah. Uh, have you so have you gone ahead and beat uh, or fought? Oh, uh, um the first boss, I the first even- main one, Marguerite or whatever? Mar- yeah, I don't even know where it is. Oh, wait. Um, yeah, you have to the go castle, to that, the, that, that castle the main... and then go go left into it, right? Yeah, okay. not, go, not go north and around it, but go actually into it. Yeah, I just went around. I've been exploring uh, uh, just like I like I kind of went up to it and I saw a bunch of guys there and I was like, I'm not going to fuck with this right now. So I just went on. I could I probably could, though. I think I'm probably at the level where where it would make sense for me to do that. I did. I did a bunch of other stuff though. Um, I found some different churches and I found, uh, I don't know, dude, there's this game is, this game is really, I mean, like once I got to that North section, almost to the, like the Northwestern Lake, I was like, daggum, man, this game is incredible. It's, it kind of just sprawls on forever and there's always something kind of going on. It's really well made open world um i mean people are saying that this is the game of the decade and i think it's a little early because it's only 2022 but i i think that there's definitely there's definitely a chance that a pretty good chance that it's going to be you know the game of the decade at least the generation maybe i i think i don't know if that's I, I can't quite say for sure if that's uh, that's accurate, but I do think the game is really well made. I think it's pretty awesome. Uh, I luckily didn't. Uh, I'm playing on PC and I didn't have that jank that uh, a lot of people were talking about. Though there hadn't been any real patches that I've noticed because, or at least that uh, Steam didn't say I had a patch update or anything like that. So 
but I'm also playing on a uh, a monitor with uh you know uh that it's a um, not a G Sync but a FreeSync monitor. So that's probably helping with any of the frame drops or you know, dips. So that could be the reason why it's a smoother gameplay experience for myself. Uh, well, I- I've been playing since day one, and the early early part of the game was pretty fine for me but then after about two hours getting into some different areas and stuff it did start to stutter um and do some kind of a short i'll call it a short freeze uh where it like stops probably two seconds three seconds and then it snaps forward um but uh they did i know i know i saw one patch come through on me on on mine and i think there's been two so you might have downloaded it a little bit after they they did some of those patches but so yeah, I've I've had a good time with it. I'm playing on high settings. Uh, I could probably push it to like some higher than that due to the ultra settings on some of them. But I just figured high settings is good enough for. I'm only playing on a 1440p. Uh, that's another thing is I'm playing on a uh, ultra wide or I'm 34 inch, uh, so uh, 3440. But it doesn't recognize it. It says like it's in the options for full screen, uh, and it has the dimensions. So you, then you click on it. But then it has two giant black bars on the side. And I'm like, you kidding me, man? Uh, so it's still playing at a standard, was it uh, 240 something, um, 2440 or 20, uh, whatever the standard uh, 1440p settings is. Oh. Uh, but thir- yeah, 3440 is the, the, the wider aspect, you know, the, the ultra wide aspect ratio. That so I was kind of disappointed in that. So because of that, I'm playing in windowed mode now. And then I just, I'm like, all right. Uh, and that way I have certain, like, you know, I have my discord up on the side and stuff like that. So I can talk to people. That still sucks though. I mean, like, I mean, for, I mean, it can't be that hard to expand the view if you have the graphics card to handle it, which you do. I mean, like I was surprised I'm playing on high settings. Like it just automatically read my, you know, 980 to be able to, to play high settings. And I was like, well, okay, so I'll just try that for a while. And it's working pretty well. Probably my shadows are turned down or something, but otherwise it's, it's running, it's running well enough to totally be very playable. I think uh, another part of this game that why it's most, it's more accessible to me than any of the other games have ever been is the color palette. <laughs> I actually think this game looks really good as far as having uh, a variety of things to look at. I found playing uh though I didn't I I like the architecture and the style of the Souls games um and Bloodborne uh just uh I think that just the grim just being like, you know, castle walls and constant like or is this all very shades of gray? Uh, and this one at least has more vibrance in it, and that also helps uh, visibility in general. But I just, I think I generally just like the way this game looks, and that more makes me more inclined to play it because yeah. it's not this drab downer of a look. And granted, I understand that's part of the ambiance of the other games, uh, but it's one of those things that if I'm going to dedicate myself or I'm going to try to put in a lot of time to something, I'm going to enjoy what I'm looking at. Uh, despite it being a horrific looking monster, I'm going to at least want it to look, you know, pretty cool. good. And yeah. This game looks really good. I, I like I said, this, I understand why it's getting such high praise. I can't, I don't think I would ever, I don't think I'd mark this game a perfect 10, but I would most definitely mark it a nine. Um, yeah, I think it's so, it'd be pretty, it'd be pretty hard for I mean, it'd be pretty hard to argue that it's less than an eight. I mean, I would, I, I would, 
hear arguments for that. Um, just playing through what I've seen, and then especially what I've heard. I mean, this, I'm gonna be playing. I'm gonna be. I'm probably gonna be playing this game all year because I don't think I'm gonna get close to to beating it anytime soon. Um, they're saying it can be beaten in 50 hours. Uh, I'm not very. I'm not good at this game, so I think it's probably gonna take me 60 or 70, and just you know a little bit, a couple hours a week you know, over the, over the rest of the year before I'm actually able to get to a point where I could beat it, I think. Yeah. I think I'm going to, I don't know if I'm, I don't know what level requirement you're recommended to for that first main major boss. So I'm, uh, I'm going to go ahead and like try it pretty soon, I think. And then depending how that goes, uh, either way, you know, if I succeed or not, I might end up if I want to stick with the game, I might have to actually start looking up some tutorial builds or uh, finding better items because I'm having uh, a bit of a hard time finding my characters all intelligence based. So I'm having I know there's some really good stuff out there. Uh, I'm but I have specifically tried not to find that yeah. uh, like do um, a tutorial guide. Uh, but there's so many people who have good good videos up. Uh, so I'm, I'm kind of curious. Uh, I mean, but also there's a lot of farm builds apparently or something like that. I know I heard giant bomb mentioned in the red land, which I did not, I, I, I got stepped into and I'm like, Nope, I'm out. Uh, like I barely wandered in there, but apparently there's a farming spot in there that a lot of people do or something like that. So for runes, uh, okay. so I'm kind of curious about that. Like, you know, uh, it pops up on my YouTube feed a lot of just a bunch. This game's everywhere. So, I mean, uh, I think that I, it's, I think it's, uh, whatever keeps you, you know, entertained by it. It's it, as, as long as it's like, as long as you're still having fun then I think it's fine to, to, to look up a guide. That's better than, I think I'd rather you do that than, than just bounce off the game completely. I mean, eventually it is going to be like, there's other stuff to play and daggum and it's 50 hours into, cause I don't know. I, that seems quick to me. Um, yeah, hours. I think honestly, I yeah. I think the few people that I heard have completed it in fifty hours have been, uh, like the one person I heard did it in a little over fifty hours. They're you know, uh, they did some side missions, and that's what some of the some of their co-hosts were joking like, yeah, you just skip all the story though, literally, because that's what that his his mo. He'll play an RPG, just mash through the entire story, uh, and like skip as much of it as he can just to get to the actual gameplay. And he does not give a flying fuck about the, um, wow. any story for anything. Uh, it's, uh, so they're like, you just beelined it to the egg and didn't you? He's like, no, I did quite a bit of stuff, side stuff. But then after he, ta- he started talking about it, he's like, yeah, so I started exploring the world afterwards. And then I discovered a whole new continent that I never, like a, a landmass that I'd never even touched. And I'm like, it's like, then you didn't explore that much. Um, I'm uh, I'm just, I'm the opposite though when it comes to open world. I I've had to fix myself over the years because as a old JRPG or like even you know CRPG player, I would handle I would explore every nook and cranny of every location that I was given. I always check you know from the Super Nintendo, you know you got to check behind all the buildings, break all the fucking boxes, do all that stuff. Uh, and then every time I got a side quest, I'd handle those first because then by the time I made it to the end boss, I would be super OP uh, and I would just crush the boss. I'm like, that's, that's my power trip fantasy, right? Uh, I'm always okay with that. Then come uh, Elder Scrolls, uh, not Morrowind. Uh, well, I, I didn't play Morrowind. It was the Oblivion. Oblivion. Oblivion had scaling and that became super hard because you would start, you would scale, the enemies would scale with you. 
And then you'd have like an escort mission where the person you're escorting didn't scale at all. And you're super high level. Your enemies are super high level and you're supposed to baby this guy. And like after you're babysitting them, they like two hits and they're dead. You're like, oh, this I've you've painted yourself into a corner. So, yeah, that's that's kind of how I uh, I also come. I realized I stopped playing those kind of like this is the first time I played an open world like fantasy game in a long time. because I really tried uh, Skyrim. I tried Skyrim so many times and I just can't play Skyrim. I just there's something about it that doesn't click with me. I'll play a Fallout more often, but still like I'm just not really good with that, you know, I need a an objective. And so this is the first time I've really put in some time and uh still like without having a, a real purpose and finding things by accident. It's fun, but yeah, I kind of want a better guidance system. That's kind of I know I it's not thinking. a soul's way, but it's for me, it's just that's how I am. I need some I need to be it doesn't have to be like Ubisoft, every marker, everywhere, everything, yeah. but it could be like a little bit of better like go in this direction. I went in that direction. I found a like I was wandering to the south. And the gold, the little icon was like, go south further. I'm like, okay, I'm at a castle now. I'm like, luckily it wasn't that bad, but I'm like, I'm like, I don't know what I'm doing here. I bang my head against it a little bit. I'm like, okay, I'm done here. And like, I was able to do that one easy enough because it's easy. But that, this or, game, as far as the game goes, this game reminds me of breath of the wild a lot because <laughs> it's just like, it's just, here you go. Um, what I do like about it. And I, I, I we, we can move on after this, but what I do yeah. kind of like about this game is kind of like you're going through you're doing a thing and then you you run into a boss or somebody or a garrison or something and they're just like fuck off and you just get fucking murdered and you're like okay not going back there again i guess that's where the game does not want me to go right now um so if you can take that hint instead of just like ramming your head against it over and over again the the game is a pretty it's it's pretty i don't know it's not only really easy but it's it's pretty light and and fun um in a lot of ways a lot also, more than i would think a souls game would be uh depending if it's a roadblock you know it's it's always worth if there's a safe spot beforehand it's worth maybe trying to run through it uh because there's a lot of times there's a safe spot shortly after said roadblock there's and a- I, there's been more than one time where I'm running and fucking dude on horseback is chasing after me, ready to murder me. I jump off a torrent, quick smash the <laughs> you know, smash the Y button at the save spot, and then he runs by me as it like as the save like blooms and like I'm like I'm you know like it's literally like home base, I'm safe, you know. <laughs> yeah, like wandering around and seeing one of those uh one of those uh great sites of grace is always like oh thank God I I've been trying to there's this castle in the South that I was trying to get into. And, uh, like there's this giant, it's just a giant in front of it. And he throws spears and I was kind of avoiding him. And I was like, okay, I got to fight this guy. And then I was like, wait, that door is open. And so I just rode right past him. And I, cause like I shot some arrows at him and I didn't, I didn't do like any damage to him. And I was like, this guy is going to be really freaking hard. And I was like, Oh, I could just go past him. That's fine. I'll just do that. But anyway, uh, this game's super fun. Can't wait to keep playing it. Uh, some other games I'm going to be playing uh, so, uh, soon. Some more of is uh, Triangle Strategy, but I'll be talking about that probably next time. Um, uh, me as well, because I'm hoping to play that when I'm on vacation. Uh, so, you know, that's we'll see how that turns out. Uh, 
I don't have much else to play. Um, so that I'm just going to be bringing my Switch. Uh, and yeah, so I, I hopefully I'll have something to say about that next time around. Yeah, and then I'll be playing Elden Ring for the rest of my life probably. Um, <laughs> so going on from that, uh, Joe, do you want to take a break or are you good to power through? Yeah, let's take a quick break. Okay, cool. We'll be back in just a second. Okay, and we're back. Um, so next we're going to dive into the news. Um, so there's a couple different things going on. Uh, uh, tell me about this first one here, Joe. Okay. So we have here, uh, Amazon has, uh, it's been confirmed that they're making a God of War, uh, TV series. And the little information I got from it was essentially they're going to be, it's supposed to be produced by the same team who did, uh, the expanse. And, uh, that's, you know that's promising i guess uh, i like the expanse at least uh, i watched the first couple of seasons before uh, it got moved over from sci-fi to uh to prime and i i would like to get back to it uh, it's a little slow in the start but it does like i always praise uh, any any uh, media for doing proper world building and yeah. kind of having the you know, they the expanse did a really good job of setting up a their society and language and stuff like that. And without having to forcibly feed you the, uh, this is the society, this is how it works. And like you had to pick it up on, you know, from context clues a little bit better. Uh, and it was really interesting. So the fact that they're doing a God of war, I mean, I kind of have mixed feelings about that. How far back do you go? Are you going to go with, um, you know, do you want to just continue from the current God of war reboot? Or do you want to go all the way back to, you know, you'll probably go back to him uh, from the first game, but then you have beardless Kratos. So a lot of people, maybe not too much of a fan of that. I don't know. Like, uh, like, do you, do you paint a guy white? I mean, do you um, like, cause I think, I think you do because he's pale for a reason. Have you, have you ever played the original God of War games? Not in many, many years. I wouldn't remember okay. anything. So the reason why he's well, slight spoiler, but not really, is the reason why he's uh, that ash color is because he was tricked into murdering his uh, wife and kid. By you know, he served Ares, fought valiantly for him, uh, and then Ares tricked him into essentially murdering uh, his his family. Uh, he he made them see like the enemy, and as his village burned to the ground, their ashes essentially. Um, oh yeah, that's they marked him. So do, that's why he's pale. I do kind of remember that. Yeah. Then, the yeah, ghost you, of Smyrna or something like that. I think they originally called him. Then you would need to do that. I don't know how that was, how that would look, but I guess, I guess they would probably figure out a way to make it look good. Um, I don't know. I don't think it's that difficult, man. Uh, it's, you know, I think, I think you'll be able to do it quite, quite all right. Uh, it's not, uh, you know, makeup's really good. You know, you can make, uh, do a lot of good, simple things. It doesn't have to be a bright white. It's just like an ashy, you know, mixture. Uh, the question is, you know, who would you have playing uh, Kratos? So I don't know, because um, they'd probably have to be bald, right? Um, uh, I figure, honestly, my safe bet is go with um, go with the voice actor for the for the, the current God of War um, for current Kratos, uh, Christopher Judge. Uh, he's the uh, he's the actor from Stargate um, oh, who yeah. played uh, Tilik. Um, he was the, you know, he was the alien with the crest on his forehead. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, you know, I think he would, 
he, him playing Kratos, he was already he's already the voice, so he, you know he has that gravitas, and uh, I think he can play a very good angry man. Uh, yeah, I mean they could probably do it like that. That would probably work. Um, I don't know. It would like I figure they'd probably want somebody pretty big, pretty large human being to play that role. I don't know. That guy's probably probably pretty large, but um, he's six two. That'd probably be according to IMDb. It'd probably so. be it'd probably be enough because because uh, you could surround him with with a little bit you know shorter uh, other actors and it'd be fine. Um, six two. I, I heard enough. I heard someone else say Batista, and I was just like, yeah, but Batista's a little short in my opinion. Like, um, but he has the right. He you can you can already color him up. I mean, he's Drax already. So I yeah. mean, going from green to gray. Yeah. Yeah, pretty much gray to gray, honestly, like a darker gray to a lighter gray. Um, yeah, he he would work pretty well too, but he probably isn't quite imposing enough, at least in some ways. Um, but yeah, I mean, we'll see. Like, I think it's, I think it's good. It, it it's a good it's a good thing to try. I'm not sure how interested I would be in it, but um, it, we'll see how it shakes out. I guess. Yeah, uh, so that's that's the first bit there. Um, the second bit uh, I alluded to earlier uh, with uh, some of the games trying to been playing. Uh, so Chocobo Grand Prix. Uh, so this just uh, kind of happened, where uh, from from what I've heard, the they sent out review demos and then had people like like talk about it and like okay, so it got their scores, and then afterwards they went ahead and announced guess what? If you want to unlock new characters, uh, you have to pay. Um, and the, there's a screenshot from a Twitter account from like from the UK showing like, this is the you know 40 pound game. Uh, and then you have to do microtransactions to boot. It looks like to me, it looks like a gotcha style uh, roulette thing where you, you pay, you pay your gems to potentially unlock, but it could just be buying those characters straight out. But you can buy characters like um, Cloud and Squall, uh, Final Fantasy VII and VIII. Yeah. Uh, which, in the original Chocobo Racing game, uh, those were unlockable characters. Right. You literally had to beat the game. Uh, I forget if there were certain rules, like you had to beat it so many times. But I know if you beat the game, you'd unlock them. Because I know if, if you beat it with everyone, I think, uh, you'd end up unlocking like... Uh, the high wind, you know, like you'd sit essentially. And, but the ship was super tiny and it was like the fastest thing ever. Uh, it was, it was pretty much a cheat vehicle. Uh, and yeah. it's super fun. So I really liked the original game. And so I was kind of really stoked that this game's coming out. I found it weird that they're having, they have, you can go to uh, Nintendo's website and download the Chocobo GP light, which is a free to play version game. And now understanding that if it's playing that off this kind of like mobile idea, uh, it's like a partial game where it doesn't ha- have all the full characters or full courses. And then it's just, it's just a good demo essentially. And then lets you, you know, get interested and buy the full thing, but to pay for this game. And then all of a sudden have you pay for a bunch of more characters right off the bat, especially since they are originally the free characters. I, it's kind of shitty. Um, and especially if it's a gotcha style game, you know, a random lot like loot box, then that's extra scummy, but I'm hoping it's just, I'm hoping that just buy those characters outright and it's not the best solution, but at least it's better than having it randomized. Yeah. So. That, that, that kind of sucks. I mean, it's kind of the, uh, the way that, uh, they're, what do you call it? It's kind of the business model nowadays, but it's, it still kind of sucks. They make your, they're, 
they're making people pay, you know. Square is really kind of notorious for doing bad moves like that recently. Uh, most they got raked over the coals for doing that with the um, that Avengers game. Uh, so yeah, that looked horrible from the from the start. I don't know. It didn't look like anything that would be fun to play at all. But so, I don't know. Yeah, but as far as you know, it's I was very curious and positive. Like I want, I was leaning into like being interested in this game, and now I'm going to take a step back and maybe wait for everything to flush out first. Hopefully if there's enough backlash, maybe they'll change their mind or some crap, but, or they'll come out with a complete addition and then I might pick it up. But honestly, I was going to give it a shot. Now I have other things to spend my time on, like uh project triangle strategy or triangle strategy. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Um, so uh, yeah, something that I, that I wanted to bring up from, from the last time that we did one of these, uh, last time in the news, we were talking about uh, Chrono Cross, the remake or the remaster and the problems with the faces. So uh, I had not seen what they actually looked like at the time that uh, that we were bringing it up. Um, and uh, in editing the podcast, I went and looked it up and, and kind of showed it. And I was kind of looking at it and I was like, I think I like the new faces more. I mean, they're, they're, they're like, they're like a, like a thinner face. They're more streamlined. I felt like the one from kid and from surge were kind of scrunched in the old versions. And I was kind of like, I like, cause, because when I looked at the article, I just, I just saw, um, some pictures first. And I didn't know which ones that they belonged to. And I was like, oh, yeah, the the old ones look way better. And then I was like, wait, no, that's the old one and that's the new one. And I the one I thought looked better was the new one. Um, I mean, it's good that they, that they offer both. But, like, uh, to me, I was fine with the new ones. They seem, they seem good to me. But anyway, so I just wanted to kind of hey. go back. I felt that they changed the face of like uh, some of the characters just a little too much. It's not a let's make them more like it is more of a re- complete redesign. It's the idea of going from kind of the art from Final Fantasy seven originally, like when when Final Fantasy seven first came out in the PS one, you had a lot of the, just art in like the um, uh, the guidebooks and stuff like that. So yeah. this is how cloud looks. Then they came out with um, Advent Children and now cloud looks like um you know, he looks like a J-pop. You know, uh, Johnny's member. He's seriously. He's he, they made him super pretty boy, and then that was his canon look from then there on. Which I he went from more of a anime protagonist to you know, you know, J-pop, K-pop like protagonist. I'm like, dude, I I was never a fan of his redesign after that, and I feel, um, but this is just like we're gonna redesign them to make them look different, and it's not even a it's not even a good different. It's like, at least with cloud, I can be like, yeah, they, they put in the assets. He looks good. He may not look like the character I want him to, but he still looks good as a model, like as a character on screen. Um, and they didn't really touch up enough to warrant the change. I think I'm like, you know, you're changing it for just the sake of changing it. And you're not really making a big improvement. You're just making it different. I mean, I thought they looked the f- like fine and pretty much the same except for the faces but maybe i was looking at the like the face filter yeah. from the old one versus the face filter from the new one 
and everything else is the same. But like, like I played the crap yeah. out of the game and I thought it looked great. Um, it, it's I, I, anyway, like the only reason I bring it up is because at the time I was kind of like, why can't they just like do it right? But after having looked at it, uh, now I'm like, it looks fine to me. So just kind of a little correction there. Yeah, well, that's not a correction though, man. That's the thing is they they did legitimately change it and they changed the backgrounds and like there's the video footage they showed wasn't as great. So that's I mean, once again, we'll see how the final product pans out. I just um, mean like that's a what, correction what, of when the fans of a correction of like my opinion because it's like <laughs> I was like I just assumed because they out because I've heard a lot about it and I had seen other things in the past that they've screwed up like this and i was kind of talking really i got i don't know i guess i just trusted the people uh that i was like uh, hearing talk about it and uh and then when i looked i was like eh, it wasn't as bad so i just wanted to say that that's what i actually think it's not it's not so horrible i'm we'll see how it comes out and we'll see what the final product actually looks like because it's still so early in the in the cycle that um yeah, they could they could choose to do with some, uh, something else by the time it's done because they're still making corrections to uh, the the pixel remasters. Um, you know, so that's true. All right, that's true. Um, so that's it for the Chocobo GP uh, controversy. Um, next, uh, there was some pretty big bigish news that came out. Um, Sony did a state of play. Uh, we both had a chance to watch that. Um, and, uh, I have some stuff pulled up that I thought was, was interesting. Um, but, uh, I guess we can go through things kind of like a little bit by a little bit. Really? I thought the, the most interesting stuff was at the beginning and at the end. Um, uh, the, the first thing that was on here was something called exo primal. Um, I thought it looked yeah. pretty good, but, but, uh, what did you think of it? Uh, I, I think, uh, a lot of people were thinking or like kind of hoping it was going to be, cause this one was the Capcom game, if I remember correctly. That's right. Capcom. And, you know, so it's like Dino Crisis, right? Dino Crisis, <laughs> you know, <laughs> or a Lost Planet-esque or something, right? Because, uh, that's how it's all Capcom. Uh, but I don't know, it's, it was really funny. I'll say that just watching all these, di- like your weather forecast, it, you have dinosaurs coming in and they're just, uh, just falling from the sky, you know, like ragdolling. Uh, so that was interesting. Uh, it looks like it's, I guess it's going to be a four player, you know, co-op like squad based thing. Uh, cause we you had your shield guy. You probably, you had your DPS dude. So, uh, it's interesting. Uh, I yeah, I don't. I'm not really hyped about it, but I've, I've like it's different. So I, I'm curious because it's different. Yeah, I mean, it looks, it looks, it looks pretty, but I don't know how much gameplay is actually going to really be there. It seems a little bit like like, and killing the dinosaurs, okay, and then and and then what? Um, it seems kind of simple, too. So. I guess we'll see. Either that or zombies, dude. So, like, you got rid of the zombies and you added dinosaurs. Uh, you need some, you know, the only other fodder you have is, like, if you had waves of Nazis. Um, yeah. Yeah. And, and But maybe it'll be something, I'm, I'm sure it's not going to be this good. Or But, um, like, the like when Devil May Cry 5 came out, or it was about to come out, I was like, this is going to be just not good. But then people were like, this is pretty good. And then when I finally played it, I was like, okay, this game is 
pretty cool. I, I really like this a lot. Um, maybe it'll be kind of like that where it's more of a surprise. Yeah, I mean, I'm I'm not going to dismiss it. Uh, I just don't really, I'm not really expecting much from it. But at the same time, it's a new IP. So that's, it's just something to be excited about. Because there, there was a few of these things that they listed that were like new IPs. And, you know, that's good. It's instead of having this, the, you know, the fifth sequel to something, it's, it's nice to have something fresh. And I hope that it does well. Yeah, me too. Um, next up was uh, Ghostwire Tokyo, a new trailer. Um uh, seems like we're seeing more of Ghostwire Tokyo now. I mean, it is just around the corner being released. Um, as I think uh, people have game have the game in hand. Uh, certain outlets. Yeah, I, it, it, that makes sense. It's it's gonna be released in probably like like two weeks thereabout. Um, so twenty fifth, I think. Yeah, that's right. Um, so did you see anything in this that piqued your interest more than than you already had? No, it's. Uh, I mean, it looks as interesting as as it did before. Uh, I'm curious about it. I, I think it's an interesting game. Uh, I've always liked. I thought the aesthetic was cool from the start. Uh, so my my opinion hasn't really changed. I'm. I don't get really. Not many games get me excited or hyped. Uh, so, uh, but this has always been a positive reception. I'm like, okay, I'm. I want to see this. I don't really need to see much more. Yeah. I'm just waiting for the game to come out so I can actually play it. Though this is a I don't think it's on the PS4. I think it's only PS5 and PC. Uh, so I'll have to maybe play it on the PC because I don't have a PS5. So yeah. Um, so the, n- the next thing up was uh, a new Stranger of Paradise Final Fantasy Origin demo, um, and uh, I kind of thought I wanted to talk about this, but I really don't really care that much. I don't really know much about Final Fantasy Origin, but Final Fantasy always you know, it, it always makes me hyped a little bit. Um, and then I, and then I kind of remember that final fantasy isn't what it used to be so much. Um, but they run final fantasy into the ground, uh, and I have zero passion for it anymore. There, you, nothing will get me hyped with final fantasy anymore. <laughs> like, uh, I don't know since the remake of seven was, was good, but th- like stretching out the Hobbit series into three different things. There's no reason to stretch out seven as much as they are coming from that team. Seven's never going to come out because it's like, you can't get kingdom hearts to ever fucking come out and finish. Uh, I don't care about this, this final fantasy game. I think this is the chaos one in the original trailer where they're just yelling out chaos all the time. And they look like they were dressed from like Abercrombie and Fitch. So I don't care. I give zero fucks about this game uh so yeah that's my opinion okay that's fine um some of these next <laughs> ones i i don't really have much uh, to talk about with them but we can we can kind of list them out um the there's another forespoken trailer um that came out uh the, the only thing i have to say about this game is that as i kind of look at it more it looks empty to me uh yeah so it's it reminds me of um that near automata um or the um the one that just came out uh the remake uh so it oh. kind of because it's you have this open landscape but it's not compl- it's not really filled to that much uh though i think the character's personality is refreshing to a certain extent but we'll see if she quips you know it, it's a fine line between being refreshing and maybe quipping too much cuz a lot of people were harsh on Aloy for talking too darn much in the game 
and yeah. they might be do- it looks like it could be- go in that same direction uh but like in the original trailer just freaking out like you know wait a minute you know i can do this now you know that that whole coming to terms with you having powers i'm like that's i don't mind that and it, it feels more authentic than just being like you know i'm the chosen one and now here i am summoning like you know something yeah but like every time i see a trailer i'm just kind of like this doesn't look like there's anything going on besides the main character and like one other character i don't know it, it i thought i actually thought this game was uh with the other square enix game that just came out um i can't remember the name of it now uh babylon fall or something like that oh. uh yeah, I, I thought this was that game. Uh, and then I was just like, oh, wait, no, no, this is the other game. Girl gets, it looks like girl gets isekai'd, you know, teleported to another world. Okay. Yeah. Uh, so I, yeah, I, this looks isekai, like it could be good. Um, Fuck, you know. it's an isekai. Shit. <laughs> Fuck this game. I don't want, I don't want anything to do with it. Um, next is uh, Gundam Evolution uh, is a free to play game coming to PS5 and PS4. Um pretty but i don't really have any desire to play this i uh, see a lot of people like the way it looked i actually thought the thought it looked not that great um yeah. i think it might be i i couldn't tell from the look of it but it was like you know probably hero shooter is what, I, what i'm what i'm guessing because you got the different model gundams each one of them had their own special skills that'd be perfect for a hero shooter i was thinking um, overwatch too i was like this kind of looks like overwatch um to me yeah but- yeah. It could be done really well. I mean, I'm actually not a big fan of Gundam games. Uh, like you have, there's a lot of games that are like sim esque, so it's more like a really like bulky and really tank like in their controls, and so therefore, it's you know it's very much that simulator style. And I'm like, I really suck at this game, and it's not as fast paced as I like. So having a faster paced game like this, uh, it could be really fun. Uh, I liked Overwatch, and so if it is a hero shooter, uh, I'm I would be glad to give this a shot. Yeah, yeah, for real. Um, next up, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, the Kawabunga Collection. So this seems to be like all of the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles games of old. Uh, uh, yeah, it looks like uh, if not all of them, and most of them at least, and it's supposed to be like 13 games. Uh, you got multiples of uh, like Tournament Fighter and stuff like that, and there's a, there's supposed to be online play for those. So it's... Uh, they have even the bad ones on there, so they oh, hit and miss with turtles. Just get them all on there. Uh, next, Gigabash um, brings multiplayer monsters and mayhem to PS5. Uh, I don't remember what this was, but I guess it made it's their kaiju. Kai, it's a kaiju uh, battle thing, and I honestly cave. I did not care about it. Uh, it. I didn't know. I didn't know it existed. I saw it. I'm like, yeah. So, yeah, whatever. Um, next, JoJo Bizar- uh, JoJo's Bizarre Adventure All Star Battle uh, looks like it, this is a fighting game, right? Yeah. Uh, so it's over 50 playable characters. Um, if you've never seen JoJo's Bizarre Adventures, it's it's a wild ride. Uh, there's multiple just like the marvel mcu there's multiple routes and for for which nowadays you can go down do you want to watch them in the way they were released or their timeline order because but it's it's really gotten a resurgence in the last uh four years uh it's really hit popular mainstream yeah Uh, there's quite a few of them like easily available uh, you know before but jojo was such a just a weird ass thing um i almost think it'd be more fun to go in release order opposed to timeline because you know it's 
you always heard about the past. It's always, it's a family run thing, the Joe star family. Uh, and you'd end up, uh, you know, but then eventually they started doing uh, prequels essentially is what they did. And that's, what's currently one of the more popular ones. And uh, the, the meme it's IDO. Uh, that's, that's from this. Okay. Uh, it's super crazy. All the, all the names of most every character is from a rock star. Uh, like it's a play on oh. a lot of that stuff. Okay. So yeah, I mean, I don't, I don't know how this game is going to be though. It looks like it's like a, like a fighting game. Um, it looked. It okay. looks really good. I mean, I honestly think it's it's well animated for making it look like that style. That's true. It, they did a good job of emulating what the manga and anime uh, look like. Um, this then we're kind of getting to some more of the interesting stuff uh, as we wind down on the state of play. Uh, the next thing is. Um, a game called Trek to Yomi. Yep. Um, and it is uh, like, it's like a 2D black and white um, where you are playing as a, as a samurai and you kind of fight through other samurai, but it has a very like uh, Akira Kurosawa feel like 1950s feel to it. It, looks like a classic it's very cinematic yeah, yeah for sure it's um because it's all it's, it's all black and white it, they have some of those uh set pieces where you'll be fighting people and then you'll have the uh, the paper curtain screen doors in front of you yeah. uh so you'll be fighting behind so you'll just see their shadows uh it's it feels very much like the how how the uh, the akira kurosawa mode in uh ghost of tsushima should have been um, yeah, because they actually had a filter mode th- for that for Kurosawa, and it unfortunately just didn't do enough, a uh, good enough job. But like this even has that weird uh, frame pacing from like old film, uh, so it's a little juddery at times, uh, you know, making it almost feel like a paper, like a um, marionettes, you know, like it's a weird puppet play, right? Uh, because it's because of that old film, you know, like not always being consistent, um, you know, frame rate. Yeah, so. I think it looks really good. This is actually one of the ones I was most excited about. Um, I mean, the, I'm not excited about almost anything out here, but like this being a, it seems like it'd be a shorter game. I, I really like the way it looks. The aesthetic looks awesome. Don't get me wrong. The aesthetic looks awesome. But in that trailer, there's a couple times where the main character was fighting and there were enemies behind them that were not trying to hit them or they, they were kind of just standing there uh, when they could have like, like I guess in real life they could have, you know, cut him or whatever. And that made me kind of look like, I don't know how this, this, All right. it's not as good of a look. I'll, I'll, I'll stop right there. Every game does this though, from Batman to like, uh, to sleeping dogs, uh, you know, you'll be surrounded by a bunch of enemies and the easiest thing for Batman to, to kill Batman in any of the Arkham games is to just gang up on them and everyone beat them at the same time, but instead they all take their own single turn. Yeah. Therefore, you can counter each person. That's that's just how movies and you know, like from all the old Hong Kong to all you know, just any old action film. Uh, it you don't have people ganging up on them. Uh, it's it's always one person at a time. Yeah, and those all fucking suck too. For that, I mean, like if they could do it, like if they could do it to where it didn't happen that way. Like, 
I mean, like the Souls games are kind of like that. It's like th- there's enemies; they're gonna like come and kill you um, altogether, you know, as much as they can. Like, I think that the Batman games, yeah, you notice that, and you're right. Like, you kind of just put it out of your mind. I think they do a little bit better job than because of the camera angles. You kind of you can kind of ignore it more, but the way that this was shot, it was just like it was just so very painfully like obvious to me and i just if it if it's done in a traditional one hit kill kind of mentality i think it's done appropriate because you'd just be because everyone's afraid to take that first step and it's ready to engage and that's what those that's how that it was always done back then as far as the film goes because you only have it's like the bushido blade i don't it's the old ps1 game they did it right where you know one or two hits and you're dead and that is it for that fighting game um those rounds could go super quick uh if you don't block or you don't parry well enough uh and that's kind of how it would be uh so i honestly yeah, don't this, think and just being a fan of old film and uh i think it's done very well this stuck out to me everything else looked great that that stuck out to me there were there were two instances where i was like that kind of looks a little bit odd. Um, but, you know, we'll see how it goes. Uh, it, it's, it, it's at least going to be something that'll be good to, to, uh, to give a try. Um, next is Returnal, a, um, uh, a, a DLC. And I know you said you were a little bit excited about this. Yes. Uh, so, unfortunately, I don't have a PS5, so I haven't been able to play the base game. Uh, but Housemark, I remember, if I remember correctly, they're the ones who do this. Uh, they make great, you know, arcade games, uh, shooters and such. Uh, but this is one of the games that everyone sung praises last year for. And I am really interested in getting my hands on this. Uh, but now one of the big things is they're doing DLC uh, with the update uh, 3.0. And they're going to be adding co-op. And that sounds really fascinating. Uh, I bet they're going to be able to interweave that with the story. I still don't know almost anything about the story uh, because I've purposely tried to keep, keep myself in the dark um, just because I really want to, I really want to get into this. It's my style of game. <laughs> you know, yeah. uh, I've said already on this one before that I like the shoot 'em ups and you know, the bullet hell style. And that's exactly what this is. So uh, to play with a friend, uh, I always find that really uh, much more entertaining. So, and I think they're adding a, a survival mode as well, uh, which that part I don't really care about. Uh, but you know, it's good that they're adding more content to this. So yeah, yeah, that's 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 going that's going to be pretty cool. I think uh, the last two were uh, the Dialfield Chronicle. Um, this had an interesting art style, but it also seemed kind of like I don't know. I didn't know how good this would actually be. It's it's their it's their response to uh, Triangle Strategy, yeah, is my opinion. Yeah, like that. Yeah, granted. It's you know it's obviously depending on when it comes out. This had to have been in the works for a while because this is supposed to come out. I think this year sometime. Uh, uh, it's supposed to come out in twenty twenty two. So that means they've been working on it for a while. But so people have also known about uh, Project Triangle Strategy for a bit. Uh, so I mean, eh, it it could be really good. It's a you know it, it, I. Tactics games are really hard for me to get into. I'm, this is going to be the first time. Triangle Strategy is going to be the first time I get into it. Uh, one of them for since the remake of Final Fantasy Tactics, the War of the Lions right. on the PSP. <laughs> so, oh, yeah. Yeah, like so, yeah. Th- th- this, uh, this has an interesting art style, you know, and then the uh, it, it is it is like tactics, but 
um, it seems a little bit more, uh, maybe seems a little less turn-based. Uh, it seems turn-based, but it also seems like, I don't know. It, it's uh, It looks like a mix between this and uh, Valkyria Chronicles, which was the Sega game. Mm-hmm. Um, so if you ever played that one, that one's kind of a tactics-based game where it was uh, third-person, uh, and you had when you moved your characters, your enemies moved or actions took were in real time. So as you're running across the field, uh, that one was a uh, more of a World War One uh, setting, uh, and so your enemies would be shooting at you as you're running across, and then you take cover behind a tree, uh, and then you'd be able to then set up your line of attack. Uh, but as you you know, so you had that fr- you had that both tactical setup but also real-time element to it which was unique and so it looked like a cross between that and your traditional uh you know tactics game so uh but it had more of that art style of you know final fantasy tactics or project you know or triangle strategy i keep on saying project yeah uh, I, th- I think you're kind of right it does seem like a like a you know hey we're gonna have a triangle strategy too uh sort of thing but who's yeah. the publisher for triangle strategy isn't it uh, it's Square. Uh, it's Square's yeah. doing this. Um, so yeah. that's why it's kind of it's like they're taking part of that, like you know, like Sony wants their uh, triangle strategy, uh, uh, and yeah. then they, like I said, they rip. They sound like they kind of riffed Sega's uh, Valkyria uh, uh, Chronicles. Was it Chronicles? Yeah, it's Valkyria Chronicles. Uh, um, yeah. And yeah. So yeah. So that yeah, I guess they're like Sony's like, well, we want we want a triangle strategy on our system because right now it's only on, on the switch. So, um, Squaresoft's like, sure, we'll throw you guys another game. Uh, it's fine. Um, we'll see how, how it ends up. But, uh, the last thing on the state of play was, uh, kind of a resurrected, um, IP to me. Uh, the, the game is called Valkyrie Elysium. And I remember back on the PS one, a game called Valkyrie profile. I never played it, but I, I saw it in the store a lot and I was wondering what it was, but anyway, I, I, do you have any experience yeah, with that? It, yeah, I actually own the first, well, I own that one. And I think the sequel came out on the PSP. Um, so it's the, the Valkyrie profile was a great, uh, it was one of the great JRPGs that came out around the same time as, um, when square America was making their big push. Um, for with Final Fantasy VII, uh, Parasite Eve, uh, things like that. Like that's when uh, like this game came out, and it was really good. But then it became really hard to find. I don't know if it was just limited quantities, so it became. Uh, but yeah, th- so this is supposed to be some sort of spinoff of that series or that franchise, and it. I honestly didn't think it looked very good, and I also. I just kind of didn't have any passion for this one. So I'm like, okay, it's out or they're, they're doing this thing. Um, I didn't hear anyone ever clamoring for another one. And so I was kind of just like a little bit disappointed, I suppose. Yeah. Like this, uh, you know, it, it, in some ways it looks pretty, it also looks pretty empty. Um, her face is sort of in that it's, I mean, it's, it's good. It's well done but there's something about it that just seems a little uncanny Valley to me uh, when they get like really up close on her face. Sometimes I don't know. It maybe. just looks really old. <laughs> I just didn't think it looked that good of a quality to me. Um, it does yeah. look like a PS three game sort of. 
it does just kind of look empty and, and open uh, with like one enemy, like, you know, one character and one enemy. Um, the story doesn't seem very encompassing, you know, very, you know, uh, what do you call it? Um, engrossing, engaging, engrossing, engaging. Yeah. Um, I, I guess we'll just have to see what it comes when it comes out, but it, it seems like it might be good, but it also seems like it might be really bad. I don't know. Yeah. I, the way I look, I'm just, uh, I feel that this whole state of play as you know, from front to back was just middling. It really wasn't that great. Uh, there's a few standout things in my opinion, but they're only the rest of it was just like, meh, you know, it's like you had to show it somewhere, I guess, but you know, it's, Obviously, like it's cool to see the uh, Ninja Turtles collection, the Cowbunga collection, but there's no way that's going to be PlayStation exclusive. Uh, so, you know, that has to be coming out for probably everything. Yeah. It's maybe a, t- a short-term exclusive, but when you make collections like that, that are almost guaranteed to go everywhere. Um, yeah. How? Th- yeah. How often do they do these uh, state of plays? Like, like once a quarter? Oh, dude, I don't. I honestly can't remember. It's it's uh, at least once, like her twice a year maybe uh i haven't i don't remember the last time they did a state of play uh but then again these state of plays haven't been they're just kind of bare bones they don't have much fanfare uh i think uh i think it was jan from giant bomb said it best where it felt like the uh the buffer be- like the ads between before a movie starts at the theater um uh, and you're you're about to get a trivia question thrown in there Jeez. you know that's rough man that's well because brutal. between each game is like you just got done seeing, you know, this, uh, yeah. you know, Ghostwire Tokyo. And next coming up is, you know, um, it's like Stranger, you know, uh, Stranger of Paradise, Final Fantasy Origins. You know, it's like it really does feel like that. It's it's very there's not there's no pizzazz. It's not um, a lot of pomp and circumstance to it. You're not really looking forward. These are not things that you're you, really looking forward to. You don't really have an MC or nothing. It's just like it's just it's pretty much uh, like just feels almost um contractual like you know like we they you know we have this time slot there are people are expecting this so we have to do it because um other you know nintendo does their directs and stuff like that treehouse so we have to do something uh yeah so it's honestly it's not that impressive overall uh i think there was there was some alleged hype because they were talking about you know from our japanese developers which has quite a few but people were hoping that it was going to be like uh, Resident Evil Four, uh, like HD remake, or you know, the, uh, a, a proper remake, right. you know, because that's a, that's rumored to come down the road soon. And you know, there was just a lot more hype about you know maybe Final Fantasy uh, sixteen or something, uh, you know, a new a new proper Final Fantasy game. Uh, but unfortunately, none of that was there. So yeah, well, I. I mean, I'm kind of glad that they do them, but just because I don't know if I would have even noticed about half of these games uh, if if they didn't have a state of play. But um, hopefully they'll get something out. I mean, imagine that uh, around the E3 time, if I don't think Sony's going to go, but around the E3 time or maybe a little after, they'll have something with a little bit more uh, oomph to it with more interesting Sony games. Yeah, I think Forspoken was also bumped back. Yeah. Uh, so, so that was supposed to come out uh, in the spring, and now it's bumped back to October 11th. Oh yeah, so. I did see that. Yeah, that was that was a few days ago. Um, that's why I forgot. 
yeah, it did get bumped back to, uh, to October, which maybe that's a good thing. That that's uh, that sounds like it's only a good thing. Yeah, for sure. I mean, uh, nowadays, I think more people are accepting of prolonging the games uh, because it means a better final product uh, and less and more people understand the idea of crunch and not wanting to work uh, these people to death. Uh, you know, so that's you know, that's a good thing. Uh, but hopefully, yeah, hopefully some of these games will give be a pleasant surprise. Uh, like I said, most of them, over half these games, I just didn't really care too much about, and I, I'm not really holding my breath on. Uh, so if they can come out surprising, then great. But if not, then all right. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I've kind of got each of my, I've kind of got games for each month picked out. You know, like one or two, and uh, you know, I don't think hard, I don't think any of these were were uh, ones I was looking forward to specifically forespoken sure but the more i see of that game the more i'm kind of like yeah i don't really know how much i really care about it but anyway that's it for the news uh and uh uh i believe we have i think that is that it for the show do we have a yeah uh for, for the most part we have uh we have just a little bit of housekeeping on our end uh, and that's essentially next uh next podcast you're going to be in a new location, so theoretically everything should be you should be set up for that, right? Yeah, I'm going to be moving next weekend for real, so I'll have a week uh, to set stuff up. I I shouldn't. It should be pretty easy to set everything back up, but you never know. So we'll see. Yeah. All right, and then on my end, I will be in a hotel room, and so I'm going to try to do this recording. We might do it uh, a day or two beforehand to hopefully work out some kinks. Uh, so it might just be uh, recorded a little earlier than normal. We're not sure when we're going to drop it, if it's still going to be the same. But I'm going to ha- try to do this from my phone because I don't have a proper laptop that works anymore. Uh, and I'll try to be doing this from like Jerry rigged from um, an external mic and some stuff. So we'll see if I can get this going. Uh, worst case scenario, we might have to do some canned footage of something else beforehand. So we'll see. We'll see. Uh, yeah. All right. Well, that is it for this episode of Another Dead Pixel. Thanks for listening and or watching. Uh, and uh, we'll see you next time. Yeah. Take it easy, guys. Bye. Bye.